This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. Mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. We're going to be talking about this week's comics, uh, recapping them, reviewing them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give your recommendations of books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. Uh, it's going to be a little looser this week because, honestly, uh, the, the, the pickings were slim this past week. I'm sure your favorite book came out this past week and you're really upset we're not going to talk about it, but... That being said, I promise you we are going to have an in-depth conversation. This show, by the way, is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can help us out by using a super chat, make a question or comment. We will read it and engage with you here on the show as it's happening in real time. Like Brian Rollins, unfortunately, who had to leave because it's his birthday. Uh, so <gasps> happy shout out to Brian Rollins, who's oh. been supporting this show for a while. We do appreciate it. Happy birthday to you, Brian. Going to miss you guys live again because of my birthday, but keep up all the great work. We will try, Brian, and you as well. Thank you so much for being with us for so long. Happy uh, birthday. And of course, uh, so that's that's how easy it was. See how easy that was? Uh, so jump in, uh, and, and we will do that. The reason, uh, by the way, if you are a longtime viewer of the show, not only are you familiar with this format, but you may be familiar with last week's format, where we had two cameras, created more of a conversational-type program. Yeah. I was a big fan of that. I really liked it. You did, too, or at least a couple of you did. But the reason why we're not doing it like that right now is twofold. One, uh, I wanted to have a lot more engagement with the chat uh, via the two of us. Uh, because we didn't have as many books that we we're actually going to be covering in this episode, so it's going to be more collaborative, it's going to be more with, with you specifically. Uh, and two, I didn't want to set it up, and it requires a bunch of setup, and as you can see, the table we used isn't here right now. I had to move it to set up for Elseworlds, which is another podcast that we do that's live. Uh, you can find every week, every Wednesday, check it out, if you haven't, or Tuesday, I should say, uh, if, if you haven't already checked it out, which you should. Where is it? It's over there. Oh, but uh, I, I had to take it all down to actually shoot that episode. And so I didn't have time to put it back together. And uh, and I don't have a good plan for that yet. Like a good seamless part of the reason why we have a studio is so we can like leave lights up, leave cameras where they are and make sure we can just sit and go. So we don't have to worry about like all the setup. I wanted to have that for this as well. Uh, so and it just it was so laborious and so much work. I didn't have time to do that. So there you go. Uh, I'm just crunching a lot. So ah, so you didn't want to like, have it picked up. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a good question who asked, what, what do we call comic pop fans? We call you the population. Uh, I think uh, comic poppers is another one that's come up before, but I prefer the, the population. I like yeah, that. I, I mean, honestly, I'll take whatever you guys want to call yourselves, but the population seems to be the most fitting, and I kind of dig that a lot. Uh, so yeah, uh, we are going to jump into books in just a second, but before we do, I wanted to also mention that uh, I do, uh, as some of you may know, uh, some of you eagle-eared, uh, intrepid fans out there may know, I do a couple of work-for-hire items as well. Uh, most recently, I made two Who Is videos for a, a company that you may see featured on Tiffany's uh, headpiece there called Valiant. Uh, we made a Who Is Faith and a Who Is Bloodshot video. Um, the reason why I mention it, the, the sh that was a work-for-hire job. I was very happy to do it. I love working with those guys, and uh, and I dig a lot of their product. And so I wanted to mention it here on the show just as an opportunity to say, like, hey, listen, uh, we just did a Who is Bloodshot. If you've ever been curious about who Bloodshot is, I highly advise you recommend uh, or highly advise you check out the episode. Uh, it's in the chat right now, so feel free to just 
check that out. It's over on Valiant's channel, so you know it may be disproportionate in the, in the amount of views and stuff like that. Um, but don't let that fool you. It is in fact a uh, well-informed video that gives you a good indication as to who Bloodshot is and where you can pick up new Bloodshot stuff. If you saw the movie, heard about the movie, didn't see it, obviously, like so many people didn't because of the coronavirus outbreak. So check it out. Uh, that, that's all. Nice. Thank you. Uh, Steven says one says, <laughs> "Hey, Comic Pop, just wanted to know if you were having a good day." Uh, we are, I yeah. thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm having a good day. Every day is a good day. It's not. They weren't all happy times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm always, every day is in some way a good day, thanks yeah. to all of you. No, it uh, is. So we're lucky to have no, you. No, yeah, we're having a good, I mean, like, I don't know. We're, we're safe. We're yes. healthy. I can't complain. That's right. That's right. Yeah, no long commutes. Those are my criteria right now. Yeah, yeah. Am I alive? <laughs> Check. Uh, do I plan on being alive tomorrow? Do I have all indications to suggest I will be? All right, all right. Cool. Doing, Doing well. Good. Yeah, we're on top. Uh, doing up. well that's you of course you go with the right word i'm like doing good i am doing good yes i've donated charities i'm saving kittens i'm I, doing a lot of I good i did actually do good yesterday oh yeah that's right what did you do what, what good did you do i donated to a uh, baby otter the, I, I donated to like this vancouver like marine animal thing because they've got this live stream up and i was like i'm getting way too much enjoyment out of watching this baby otter be like reared after his unfortunate loss of his mother at an early age but like here's my money right take it yeah. So, haha, ha, I can use that. I also did because I donated to the Hero Initiative. Oh, yeah. Yesterday. See, that was like that. You're, you're relevant. <laughs> yeah. Right. Connected. Yours is relevant. Actually, I did two donations this week. I did. I donated to the Hero Initiative, which is a great organization that helps uh, disaffected comic book professionals. Uh, as you know, in this comic book world, uh, people don't do it for the money. They do it for the love of the game. And uh, as a result, when they're in their 60s and 70s, they still don't have health insurance. And, you know, a lot of them are effed. Uh, so the Hero Initiative helps to pick up some of the slack. Uh, and I, like, I really like that organization. And, I, and from what I've noticed, um, there's not a lot of news that comes out about them that turns out like, hey, it's corrupt and everyone's an asshole. Like, no, it's a real organization yeah. that actually does help and do good. Uh, I also helped out uh, Scott Snyder, poor struggling new artist out there, who's working on this little indie book. Scott Snyder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not related like... to Zack Snyder. Mm. This is actually a, uh, a comic book author and mm. a novelist as well who uh, worked on a little indie book for Image Comics. That's, uh, that's uh, you know, it actually just got fully funded. Uh, within I think like four hours. Interesting. Inter I, 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 you know, I feel like I've heard of him, mm -hmm. but hmm, I'll have to look into this this new guy. Oh, I, I have a feeling we'll be talking more about him very soon. Oh. Uh, so yeah, uh, Saud Althani is in our chat. Says good day, good day to you too, Saud. Thanks Hello. so much for hanging out with us, man. Uh, Rab L, just sending you a little, just sending a little your way. Any Valiant titles you recommend seeing as they've been mentioned? Yes, uh, actually, I have it in my recommendation for books that are coming out this week. We think you should pick up. Uh, Rye is written by Dan Abnett, and if you don't know who Dan Abnett is, shame on you, but no, for real. Uh, go check out the man's library. He's an incredible resource and, an, and, a, and a terrific author. If you uh, are in the comic or video game spectrum, you may remember the game Alien Isolation. He wrote that uh, and writes comics. If you liked Guardians of the Galaxy, that team, he made that team. Uh, so ch check out uh, Dan Abnett's work, but he writes Rye, good series. Uh, and if you dig Brett Booth's art, you'll probably really enjoy the current Bloodshot series. Uh, Brett Booth, by the way, is actually taken to Twitter. He's, I don't know, auditioning. He wants to draw X-Men again, or ever. And he's showing his artwork on Twitter. And I'm like, yeah, give him the freaking job, for God's sake. It looks awesome. 
but yeah, uh, I, that's what I would recommend. Uh, right. And I think Paula had a good question. She mentioned something. She said, uh, "I'm new to the to the to the reading world, mm-hmm. and I'm looking for Fantastic Four recommendations." What do you got? Uh, there are a number of Fantastic Four books that you could check out. Uh, not the least of which could be the Lee Kirby era. And the only reason why I mention that, I don't normally go that far. It's like it's when you got new readers, I don't normally go like read a book from from 75 years ago, uh, but. It's some really fun stuff, and it gives you a good foundation. And the, the Fantastic Four is one of the few titles I think that should feel like a Jack Kirby book. That should always have a little bit of camp okay. and a little bit of severity. Okay. And nothing could prepare you for the baseline of the Lee Kirby era. I would recommend The Coming of Galactus, not just because there's a great back issues on it that we did, you should check out. Uh, oh, yeah. But also because uh, it, it's a great introduction to Galactus, the Watcher, the Inhumans, Silver Surfer, uh, Alicia Masters, and the entire team. Uh, and you get a feeling for, like, the chaotic nature of having four superpowered characters who are who, who can't leave each other's side, but still have to work together and accomplish unco- unaccomplishable tasks. Mm. Uh, a lot of fun stuff. But otherwise, I mean, if, if you want something more current, if you want something more relevant. Um, Straczynski did a run on Fantastic Four, I dig. Mark Wade did a run on Fantastic Four I enjoy. Uh, John Byrne did a run on Fantastic Four that I really dig. Uh, if I would recommend one of those, I would suggest uh, John Byrne's The Trial of Galactus. It gives you some fun context. It's right in the middle of it. Every Fantastic Four book you pick up is going to be in the middle of It's going to be in the thick of it. There's no good like, here's the team. Here's what they're doing. Do you not know who they are? Like, no, it's, it's always going to feel chaotic. Uh, and it's always going to be in tumult. I mean, like, there was a period in the Fantastic Four history where the Thing wasn't a member of the Fantastic Four, where the She-Hulk took his place and was all the better for it. I think that team actually looks really awesome with with She-Hulk on it. But anyway, uh, those are a few. Okay. Wade Straczynski, or JMS, and uh, John Byrne. I really like those. Uh, John Byrne, also writer and artist on that book. Un- it's It's never looked better than it did on that time. Nice. Yeah, I don't know if I like Fractions Run. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be hogging the. No, that's. I mean, I'm like, I don't read a lot of Fantastic Four, if any. I just, it's just, I yeah. don't know. If you'd like, uh, it's, I, it's funny because it's like it should appeal to me because I really do like Guardians of the Galaxy and like some spacefaring things. Yeah. And like they tend to do that as well, and I just, just it never appealed to me. Right. I, 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 when I was a kid, I didn't like it. Hmm. Mostly because it was about family and it wasn't about outsiders. It was, you know, I liked books about people on the fringe, which is why I'm a Spider-Man fan. Uh, even though he's one of the most prolific superheroes on the planet. Uh, right. He was billed as a, like, kind of, like, outsider loner you yeah. know, character. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was easy to get into Spider-Man. He looks great, good power set, and, uh, you know, relatable. Yeah. In any case, uh, that's what I recommend. Uh, Rab L, just sending some love your way. Oh, oh yeah, just about that. Sorry about that, Rab. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, check out Rye. Uh, Aaron A., uh, says do you re- do you need to read Snyder's Justice League run to read metal I'm it, not it will give you well it's over <laughs> but like I didn't oh that's sorry. right well sorry wrong tense I'm sorry I just thought you were like I, I thought you were like no I'm not reading Justice League right now and neither am I because who cares like it's not relevant no I meant like I didn't read on. anything leading up to this well, I just I'm just I mean like you've told me a lot of it and yeah. so like you've shared and so therefore I'm a little more knowledgeable yeah I don't think you need to um, you w- if you're if you need to know well, who Perpetua that's is, the big thing. what Lex Luthor is upset about, you will need to re- know at least a little bit about what happened in that run. But like every comic is somebody's first comic, which is what Stanley coined. Uh, and I will say this: uh, it does a pretty good job of kind of like introducing everything to you. The last issue, maybe the last issue of Metal, uh, gave you a double page splash, or maybe that was actually the Dark Knight. Yeah, pick up Dark Knight's Death Metal. 
Legends of the Dark Knights number one. It came out two weeks ago. Uh, and I think that one gives you a really good double-page splash that will contextualize everything that's happening. It is from the unreliable narrator of the Batman Who Laughs yeah. slash The Darkest Night, but having read those books, I can tell you he doesn't leave anything really out. Right. It's a good context like a you. guidebook coming out this week. That's right. And in fact, that's actually something mm-hmm. I wanted to mention. The guidebook. That mm-hmm. comes out on Tuesday. Yep. Due to the nature of comics distribution, normally... You know, comics come out on Wednesdays, which means that the retailers get them Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And they give, they're given at least a day to put their stuff out and get it ready for Wednesday. As a result of DC's new distribution policy being the retailers, the ones who ordered from DC anymore, uh, get them on Tuesdays means they get them Sunday, Monday, Saturday, maybe. Uh-huh. A lot of retailers, from what I've noticed, are screwing around and releasing the books earlier. In fact, the guidebook was in people's hands on Sunday. What? And that people are uh, basically availing themselves of the early access to DC and the fact that retailers are looking to kind of stick it to them anyway uh, by getting early access to these books when they absolutely should not. Wow. Yeah, people are reading Batman. Uh, Batman 97 comes out tomorrow. And that was read and spoiled by Sunday. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if that really says anything about the industry or anything, but it's just something to mention. Yeah. Like, Damn. Is that good? Is that bad? I don't think it's good. I'll tell you that. It helps piracy. It encourages people to, you know, to to jump on, you know, early access of these of these episodes or or videos or 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 or, or piracy sites to find out what happens earlier. You know, it ruins the reading experience. So yeah, I guess it's bad. Mm-hmm. Uh Fiami says population hashtag gang gang. Uh love giving all y'all some support. Uh thank you very much. I've effed off all day. Instead of doing responsible stuff, reading Batman and Robin by Grant. Accent, please. Oh, uh... Oh, Grant Morrison's accent, you mean? <laughs> Scrooge McDuck? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> it's a good book. Um, Kenneth Dowling. Sup, guys? Came back from the dentist. Fun stuff. Ooh. Not. <laughs> good use of not. Uh, also, yeah, the dentist is no fun. Uh... Cool shirt sale, Scarlet Spider, right? Happy Monday, folks. Yes, it is uh, Scarlet Spider. Very nice. Uh, actually, this Scarlet Spider shirt is available in the Comic Pop Tee Public store, tpublic.com slash stores slash comic pop. Link is always in the description below this video. Nice. Uh, yeah, check it out. We didn't make it, but it is available there. Yeah. Uh, comic Bandwagon, sweet Ben Riley shirt sale. Here's some scratch. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it, I was I was so impressed with how well it, like, it, this is the color that Ben Riley's hoodie was. It's in the right placement. It, it's fun. I'm, I was like, I didn't. I cheered when he died, but I'm still a fan of this idea. I cheered when he died. Damn Sal right. Sal 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Wallabaugh, uh giving us a fun emoji. I'm doing good by donating to Comic Pop. Thank you very oh, much, Oh, thank you. You are doing good. You're doing God's work. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Uh, Kevin Krueger, can you oh, try yeah, and get Sam you. Keith on the show? Listen, I did try. Uh, he's, a, he's elusive. You know, he's like the great Yeti. You can't find him. You can't photograph him. Uh, I got two ideas for GBU team-up books. DC Comics Presents, Brave and the Bold, Marvel 2-in-1, and the endless cameos in DC books. We have a few of those. Not all of them, but we do have a few endless cameos in DC books. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Brave and the Bold, I like to do. Marvel 2-in-1 would be a lot of fun. We have a bunch of those books. Maybe thanks to you. Uh, I'm trying to remember who sent what, but I do have a bunch of those. Um, great ideas all around. I was actually trying to come up with a good theme for GBU coming up. Yeah, we haven't done one in a we while. We haven't done one in a while. It's been a while. We did the 50th issue, we, or episode. We yeah, never that did broke enough. us. It did. Yeah, we needed to take a break after <laughs> that anyway. Uh, 
but yeah. Um, thank you, Kevin, for your support uh, and for the great ideas. Uh, and listen, I want to have Sam Keith on. Um, he's hard to get. Uh, he does have a blog, but he doesn't have a contact page through that blog. And I don't think he has like a rep. So it's harder for me to reach out to him. Mm. I don't know. Some people do, though. I've seen him like interviewed online and I'm like. Maybe they know someone. They, it's easily that they know, know somebody. We don't know anyone. We don't. We, <laughs> we've, we, we've interviewed them. But I don't know Todd. Like, I don't know Bendis. You know, no, we I don't just know work with them. anybody. Yeah, and they don't know him. We That's barely the funny thing know is. each other. Right? Only for 12 years. <laughs> uh, Rare Bruce says, hey, Sal, and hey, Tiff. Uh, hey. How would you feel about Joaquin Phoenix's jo Joker design being used in a comic and any sentry pitches? Keep up the good work. How would you feel about that? No. I mean, they'd have to do it as an Elseworld. I'd take it as an Elseworld Black Label. Black, well, that exists for if much it, longer. It's over. We uh, don't know it's over. Well, the editor and spearheader of the label is gone. There is that. Um, but that doesn't mean it's over. It's not over until they say it's over. Right, right, right. And um, we'll, we'll talk more about but that. But yeah, later. no, I think that's where you could definitely do that. Totally. I don't want main Joker. I The Joker we have right now in the current Tyne and the Fourth mm -hmm. Batman, that's Joker. Right. But it would also, like either indicate that they plan on like using it using it or it's like then you're going to be telling stories and then what if they want to do more with that character in the films and then it's like uh, does it work with the stories or are they not like connected to one another yeah and like for the masses it wouldn't really matter no the comic book fans would be like wait yeah <laughs> yeah i'd be disappointed i don't want that uh but you know, I like that it's over there. I mean, I like the look is, is interesting. They, like, you know, went a different way with it, they color palette-wise. Yeah, very. Um, and yet came across with the same kind of feel. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, as I recall, the color palette is very reminiscent of Cesar Romero's Joker from Batman 66. Mm. But in, a, but it, it, in that context, makes it much more sinister. Yeah. And it makes it very unique. It makes right. its own thing. I mean, it really fits in that world. And Agreed. so, like, I'm not... I don't know. I, I, I think it would depend on, like, an artist. Like, what artist you got yes. to do it. Yeah. 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 I, that's what I'm going to say. Um, I'm going to cop out and say that. That's fair. Uh, any sentry pitches? I don't have any sentry pitches. I have no idea what to do with him. Unless Marvel called me and said, like, you're up. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> but I don't have anything. 12-issue uh, um, miniseries written by someone like Tom King, but doesn't have to be Tom King. Yeah. A Tom it's King not really century a pitch. series would be great. That's my second Tom King he needs to write for Marvel. He's pitch. Yeah, that's right. What was your other one? My other one was Ms. Marvel or Captain Marvel. Yeah. Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. Like... 12 issue mini about a damaged person. I got Tom King on, on deck for that. <laughs> Not a bad idea. It's like a terrible idea and a great idea. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, let me tell you, when that happens, like when they give Tom King a 12 issue mini, the book wins an Eisner. Sometimes. So, like, I mean, like, here's the thing. You can't put those expectations on for it to happen every single time. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, I would, if I were financially making decisions, yeah. I would bank on that. Maybe. Uh, Aaron A, thanks for the clarification on Death Metal. I'll check out Legends and the Guidebook. P.S. Love the new Bankrupt. Thank you. Yeah. This is our Instagram wall inspired by you, actually, Tiffany. You you suggested that we make an Instagram wall as opposed to, like, a green screen, which we took down. Yeah. We use it so infrequently. I, I, I found, I put it up a year ago, didn't use it. Mm -hmm. And so this, actually, a few, a few weeks ago, I took it down. Yeah. I didn't take it down myself. It was huge. So, actually, the whole team put, took it down. I didn't. No. No, you did not. Ben and Ethan took it down. Yeah. Listen, they gotta work. Yeah. Yeah, they don't do anything. They show up and then they talk. They eat my snacks, they drink my coffee. And I then... do take their time, though, which is something yeah. you can't get back. Right, but again, snacks and coffee. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm happy with what, I'm happy <laughs> yeah, with no, the no, arrangement. They're, we have they're great. 
Um, Lewis Cox, uh, Hey Sal and Tiffany, uh, comic book, or Hey Sal, Tiffany, and Comic Bob. After all these DC layoffs, uh, what is which which titles will stay around? Of course, Batman, because Batman. But what other books will stick around? I don't know about what the official list is. It's more like what titles won't be. There's a list. There's an official list out there that tells you what titles will not be sticking around. Yeah. What will be not renewed. Not renewed. Whatever, not extended. Not extended. Not whatever horseshit terminology they want to use. Uh, that's but that's I, the party line. That's what they're saying is that like all of these stories were meant to end at this point and they just haven't been re-upped yep. essentially. Aquaman is canceled. Uh, Hellblazer was uh, not extended. Right. Uh, well, you know what it is Suicide Squad? When you say not extended like that, I, I take that as like, because a new creative team is coming in. Right. Your run is not extended. Yeah. But if the book isn't going to be published anymore. That's a cancellation. <laughs> that's over. Yeah, that's It's done. Yeah, no. Tom uh, Taylor's Suicide Squad is also going to be ending uh, its historic 11 issue run because most uh, miniseries end around the 11th issue. Uh, there's a lot of that, uh, so and you can just Google that. I I, I could Google well, too. But as for which ones to. will stick around, you you like you already named it. It's Batman. Every and Batman Bat related book. Yep, will Batman stick around. Nightwing would have been canceled if Didio was still working there, but I think the, the Nightwing will continue. Uh, They'll probably keep around Superman, Superman action, action, action or Superman or both. De- Detective Comics will also stick around. But that's a Bat-related uh, title. Yeah, I know. Uh, teen, uh, Young Justice is canceled. Uh, I think Legion of Superheroes will probably stick around. They might keep like. Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman, definitely. Harley. Harley, obviously. Yep. Yep. Um, I will say, Bendis teased a Legion of the Superheroes event from the 80s that he is, I guess, going to be relaunching. So Legion, you can, you can, if you like what he's doing with Legion of Superheroes, you can pretty much keep reading that. Um, You know, so that's all I'll say about that. I don't know. There's a lot of books that we, we could assume. Anything, actually, what you could do is go to Comicron with, a, with an H and look up the, 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 the lowest-selling DC books over the last year, mm-hmm. and uh, everything up until about 50,000 copies will be canceled. Uh, the Batman Who Points says, don't have <laughs> uh, much to add. Hope this helps. It does. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, uh, which kind of point is it? One of these? Ooh. Yeah, yes, yeah, it's yeah. all of them. Right? It, it sounds like... Actors it, Who Point... Yeah, I'd like to see Harrison Ford and Leonardo DiCaprio get mad at each other. In a point off. Yeah. And then their fingertips touch and the new universe is created. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, Gurkpectus, or G-R-K Pectus, says, What's your first fictional crush? Mine was Elsa from Indy 3. Oh. Nice. Dr. Elsa Schneider from uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, for those of you who don't know to, to whom he's referring. Um, yeah, what do you, what do you got? Who is your one, who is one of your first crushes from, from fiction? You're gonna make me go first? Yeah, and don't say Huck Finn or something. No, I've got something really lame. What's yours? Um, the first fictional crush, I mean, like an actor, because like that's, you know, that's, that's Allison Duty, and she is just, she's breathtaking. She's, yeah, no, straight up. So like, I don't blame you. I could have a crush on her too. Right, exactly. That's totally fair. (laughs) Uh, but as far, but let's go fully fictitious, I guess Jessica Rabbit, you know? Oh, it has to be like a, a fully fictitious. No, no, no. I'm just picking a. Mi- oh, uh, I'm picking okay. a character who does not exist. Okay. Okay. Because um, she's a hodgepodge of everything. Right. You know what I mean. Right. But uh, you know, like everybody, I guess. You want to know? Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Mine's also, I guess, an actor. Okay. I guess my first fictional crush. Yes. Was Gary from <laughs> Are You Afraid, Afraid of the Dark? Dark. Yes. <laughs> 
for those of you who are not familiar with Are You Afraid of the Dark, first of all, go watch the old show. Don't watch the new Nickelodeon movie. But Gary uh, was the beglassed, the bespectacled yeah. ringleader, if you will, I of had, the Midnight Society. I had a thing for guys with glasses. I, I do wear glasses, for those mm-hmm. of you who are not uh, too long-time fans of the show. Yeah. Uh, I wear contacts. Because I found that there were... Well, I didn't meet you until after I'd already done the, the contact thing. Yeah. So, you know. But I thought there were no women interested in dudes in glasses, which is why I went just, contact. Yep. So there you go. Yeah. I'm going to be over here embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it looks like they are canceling Harley. Okay. Oh. Uh, I'm sure for a relaunch. Uh, Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. Although I will say, hey, here's an interesting thing. Uh, not uh, Not skipping past Gary, though. By the way, how is Gary? Because he's like... He, I don't think he's in the movie, which is like I don't a waste know. Of time. Listen, that was like my first crush. I was like a child. I don't, yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, they, uh, we when we talked about the death of five G, mm-hmm. you know, they 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 set up a bunch of new creatives, people who were like from the movies and stuff, doing comic books, and they were doing new directions and everything. And it was like, well, if money was spent and books were drawn, what are they going to do with them? Well, it turns out that there's going to be a Black Batman book coming to DC Comics that just won't be canon anymore. <laughs> written oh. by the guy who was brought in to write Batman after issue 100. Okay, that's kind of what we thought might yeah. happen. And so, it looks hooray. like that's exactly what it is. Right. They're just not wasting money. They're just like, okay, here you go. Here's a book. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Donovan, uh, hey, gotta go, but I'm meaning to ask oh. you this to this question with celebrity authors out there. Who would you be against a Steve? Would you be against a Stephen King miniseries of Hellblazer? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, he can't write Hellblazer. No. He doesn't. He he is not the guy. Also, you can't ask him to write a mini. Although that said, his novellas and short stories tend to be stronger, so maybe it wouldn't be too bad. But I'm, I still say no. No, his his magic is slipshod and like off the cuff, and he his, his the the worlds that Stephen King creates are often black and white. Uh, and like good versus evil, like true morality tales, as opposed to like the nuance and subtlety that Constantine requires. Yeah. Also, do you really want to see Constantine hanging out in Maine? Not really. <laughs> I mean, unless they did like some sort of like you know Lovecraftian style story with Maine, right? And, you, know, you know. Yeah. Would I love to see? I mean, like with 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 Hill House being a thing, I would love to see John Constantine go. To the Kingiverse or the Dark Tower universe. Right. Well, that would be, though, the Joe Hill verse. I know. Not his dad's universe. No, I'm just saying because Joe Hill works for DC. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying, but that's that's one. Yeah, it's totally different. Totally different, like. Yeah. But I would love to see that. Right. Like, also, I'd love to see Constant go to Derry. Right. And I have a feeling that even if Stephen King were like, they were like, let's get Stephen King, let's get your dad in here and to do this, he'd be like, son, do this for me. I don't write comics. You mean like J.J. Abrams? It was like, I'm not writing a Spider Man book, but I'll put my name on it for you, son. Uh, and then it will never finish. It doesn't matter. Joe Hill doesn't need that anymore. He doesn't. He's he's proven his worth. Yeah. He's got a whole imprint that yeah. may or may not exist anymore. And a show. And a, and a show. Yeah. Best-selling show. Yeah. Well, a well-viewed show. I don't know. It doesn't sell. It's on Netflix. I have a book bite. Of course you do. <laughs> I had one, and it was really bad. Yeah, Young Chief 31. Hey, Sal and Tiff. Glad to help. Uh, one of my favorite channels. Any Thank chance you. that either Ben or Ethan will actually host an episode of Back Issues? No. no. Neither of them has any real desire to do it. And uh, the fact is, like, any context that they could provide, like, they, they don't have any. You know, so it would be like, they would just superficially tell you what happens in the book, 
and that'll be the show. And that's something that neither Ben nor Ethan, especially Ethan, doesn't want to do. They just don't have the desire to do that. Um, the amount of prep work, the amount of work, uh, just in general, the amount of knowledge they would want uh, to have to build, it just doesn't exist. Yeah. And they just don't want to do it. No, like, le- legitimately, like, um, you know, Ethan, for sure, has, like, said outright, I don't want to do that. Ethan doesn't want to do it to the point where if you are a, like, six-year-old fan of the channel, you may remember he used to be on Off the Rack and yeah. isn't anymore. And because he's like, he, he I do don't have time and I don't want to keep reading these. Yeah, so, like, he didn't want to do it and, like, Ben, like, just prefers to be in the role that Ben's in. Yeah, and I think he does a great job as Ben. Yeah. <laughs> and and today, Ben as Ben. Right. <laughs> Uh, Juwan Fincher, I watched your episode on Sandman, and now I have an Audible, uh, and those 24 hours just made me feel dirty. Wait, when you say the episode on Sandman, do you mean the episode of Back Issues, or that that Off the Rack episode I where think, we talked I about I think that? Back Issues. Okay, because I was going to say, if you, it's the other thing, it's the other side of it, where we talked about how like I was not a fan of the idea of them doing the Audible version of it, like, listen, like don't if you like it, go for it. Go on liking it. I'm just explaining why I'm not listening to it, right. and that doesn't have me judge anybody else. No, no, no. It's not like you kicked a puppy and I'm judging you. Right, exactly. No, you just you just... By the way, you don't consumed do content. There's <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. It's fine. Especially if you think it's cool. Like, no, good. And ultimately, like, just because you're not accepting it or, like, you're not absorbing it doesn't mean that it isn't good for everybody. Yes. Because it still is a positive spin on comics. If it's the other thing and you're talking about the um, diner chapter and then the dollhouse, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I feel uh, you. <laughs> the Lapa Fiammi, uh, I'm so damn happy real Nightwing is coming back and death metal tie-in with Lex Luthor and also the main Nightwing book being too long. Uh, it's been too long. I agree. Um, yeah. You know, Rick Grayson, memory loss. We're fixing that. I love... I hope it's... Wait, have they fixed it yet? I think the next issue, which is why it's... I hope it's some sort of really over-the-top soap opera. Because, like, losing your memory like that and going know, by... Like, I that know. is such a cliche. Well, I love that Joker's the one who's bringing it back. Like, I'm bringing him back. Joker's like, no. If I'm going to get revenge on you, you better remember why. <laughs> Which I'm down for. It's not enough to just get revenge. I have to destroy you again. Uh, Zach Maxfield, thoughts on Sheriff of Babylon? Favorite Tom King work. I think it's excellent. Uh, I think it feeds into, um, uh, you know, Tom King's uh, tendencies, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but, you know, it's, it's also one of his earlier works. I prefer Strange Adventures to Sheriff of Babylon at this point. Yeah, no, like, I mean, like, I think he's grown and evolved, and yes. Sheriff Babylon's excellent. But I think Mister Miracle and and Strange Adventures, thanks to your introduction, Thank you. uh, are better. No, I I agree, and Vision I, is also better. Vision spectacular. Um, I uh, Strange Adventures doesn't finish. Um, so I'm going to say Mister Miracle sure, is yeah. obviously my, my favorite. Yeah. Um, but Strange Adventures has such a strong start. Yeah. And his use of Mister Terrific is so spectacular that it's like right behind it. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. So. Right. Uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't recommend, I, I, I can't, I can't not recommend it, but you know, especially, but if you're like, eh, if I'm trying to get you to read one Tom King book, any of the three that we reckon that we just mentioned are, are, I would recommend over A good, Sheriff. like, entry. Yes, I think so. Uh, Steven says, one favorite comic ship, uh, for me, I, I wait, 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 are we talking like shipping relationships? Okay, I wasn't sure, because I was like, it could also be like, you know. Like, like a, like, like a spaceship in comics? Or like, like the Blackbird. Yeah, or like I don't really the, have one then. Like, yeah, the Blackbird, eh, I never really, I, for me, I'm like these, 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 what's the, what's the, what's the social commentary parallel for the gay community having a friggin' spaceship? <laughs> what? <laughs> 
like the X-Men are supposed to be relatable and interesting. And it's like, and they have a cool spaceship too. Like, listen, I I don't really have a problem with the Blackbird. It's just kind of like the the Blackbird for me is the one from the cartoon. Well, yeah. Like, but like, that's it. You know, it's, I'm not like upset when it's not uncommon. Actually, I prefer not to see it. But if we are talking about actual like spaceships, ships, or even boats. Comic ships though. Comic ships, then I'm going to go with the uh, wooden rocket ship from Saga. Naturally. Uh, and but I guess if, I'll... But if we're actually talking about the other thing... Yeah, the uh, shipping? Give me a second. Because uh, if we're going with comic books, then I'm going to cheat and say the Nostromo drawn by Walt Simonson oh, in... Oh, you uh, are a cheater. Yeah. That yeah. is such a cheater. What the heck? So good. Archie Goodwin and Walt Simonson's Alien adaptation. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, like... Obviously, Pete and Mary Jane, but like I don't think that's shipping. I think that's just canon that somebody screwed up. Uh, but I would like to throw out there... I've always liked... Uh, there's two relationships I like for Dick Grayson. I was literally gonna go there. Go, go ahead. Which one did you like best? I like I like him and, and Babs. Yeah. Like I, I I just love like Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon. Yeah. I I love that relationship. I approach uh, Dick Grayson with his relationships the same way I approach Peter Parker, mm-hmm. where it's like I love Pete and Felicia sometimes, but I know that's fleeting. I like that with Dick Grayson and firestar in the comics i love seeing uh them together but i also love knowing that it'll never work out starfire starfire firestar damn it it's like you're still in in, i'm still in marvel you're still in spider-man yeah what the heck no yeah no no him and like okay like if you but like that's like i get that because of watching teen titans the first cartoon show and i'm like that relationship i love but in the comics i really like yeah no but i like the comics one because it's so weird and i've and you never see Corey and bruce interact and i really wanted to see that um but but i love the idea actually it's so brilliant that like they don't because it was like dick and starfire being together dick and Corey getting together during the time when Dick divorced himself from Bruce mm-hmm. and like becoming a full fledged Titan and then becoming Nightwing, it was a perfect time for him not to have any interaction. Yes. It was so yeah, separate, yeah, yeah, yeah. so brilliant. Marvel Wolf and George Perez, check it out. Um, but yeah, yeah. So Dick and Babs, Dick and Corey. I, I mean, but I, but I know, but I know. Yeah. That he's supposed to be with Babs. Right. Like, that's the thing. Oh, wait, can I also do a cheat here? Please, like you yeah. did with the Nostromo mm-hmm. then, because it's technically a comic. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm gonna say Zutara. Oh yeah, Zutana. No, Zutara. Oh, Zuko Z- and Katara. <laughs> I am a Zutara fan, yeah. people. I really am. For me, I, Sorry. I'm not a fan of any relationship hangs in. I'm like, whatever. No, but that's what I, I really, I was like, Katara and Zuko? Yeah. Yeah. No, it made more, it made very. Sparks flying. Made sense to me. Um, for me, I was just like, why don't we, why don't we not do that? Like, <laughs> when they were pushing it hard in season three, I'm like, maybe like, don't. Wouldn't that be bold? I don't know. If there was no big kiss That's at the it. end of the show. I think a lot of people like Katang, but I'm Zatara. Yeah, I hear you. I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, but let's jump into some books. Let's talk about uh, Dark Knight's Metal. And then we'll get back to the Super Chats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll Dark Knight's... We'll take a, we'll, let's, let's take a break yeah. here. Actually, before we even get to Dark Knight's Metal, let's talk about uh, your book. Oh, crap. Let's let's do it. Right? Um, look at me getting ready. Yeah. I, I was ready the whole time. Because you have another book. Uh, no, I only have one. Okay. I'm only going to talk no, about No, I'm saying that. that's the book. Like, we have, we have oh, two yeah. books. Uh, We're going to real quickly just kind of chat about um, Empire X-Men, not Empire, nope, which, which also which, came out. Which also came out, and I, I will say, before we jump into it, I have to say I didn't read Empire number five uh, because I don't believe in this series and I can't justify spending that kind of money. Now, that being said, I did, I do spend the money and I did buy the book. I just didn't read it, and I'm like, 
I'm I'm, having said, I still did it. I still did it, but like, that's my job. Your job is not to buy other people's comics that are not going to get canceled regardless of sales. And here's why I want to, I wanted to do it as a, as a show of solidarity. Cause I'm like, listen, the fact is empire is going to sell whether you buy it or not. Empire is going to come out whether you buy it or not. Mm. And empire is going to be half price, whether you buy it or not in a month. And it doesn't really matter. And you're going to know what happens at the end of Empire because of the direction that happens in the Marvel Universe after Empire anyway. So why not save your money? Mm. And as an added bonus, if you do end up saving your money by not buying Empire or buying just the tie-ins, right? like Empire X-Men, which, as you are about to explain, yes. feels a little different from the Empire <laughs> series, <laughs> uh, you could use that money to... Like as a little as a comic vacation. Let's say you're a, let's say you're a Marvel lifer. You're like I have been reading every single Marvel event since Civil War one. Every event I'm there. Secret Wars, Secret Invasion, Secret everything. I'm in Civil War two. I bought them all. Shh, it's a secret. Yep. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel. Shh. Uh, but honestly, like you can skip Empire in every way. Al Ewing's gonna be fine. Dan Slott's gonna be fine. The artist's gonna be fine. And because and by the way. It's a it's a it's a six out of ten. Like it's a fine series. It's above average. It's not bad. It's not engaging or great. It's just just fine. But the arts industry level quality, which is hard to which is a thing to point out at this point in the world, and it's written by writers who do a good job. Some are stellar and some are good. And there's no reason to disparage those writers. And they are doing the best they can with what they have. But again, it's gonna sell whether you buy it or not. Yeah. So take the time. Treat it like a vacation if you're a lifer Marvel eventer. If you're like, I buy every event, you you can still buy it. Just wait. You know, buy it when it's half price. And buy in the floppies. It'll be even lower priced. At your local comic book store, no mm-hmm. less. But even still, like elsewhere or online. Uh, but I will say that you can use that money, the $5 per Empire issue. Try something else. Take a little vacation. Go over to the other side of the aisle. Go over to like Boom Image. Check something out. Yeah, no, for sure. It's Five bucks, one issue. You know, you could always just jump in on a facsimile book or a, or a reprint or a second edition of like something's killing children. Yeah, and, like try it out and be like, oh, they're not even five bucks. They're not even five bucks. That's the thing is that you can you still have money to spend got, on you gum. One, you got one more dollar. Yeah, you got a buck you, for you gum. You can't get. I don't think you can get gum for a dollar. Really, is gum not a buck? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't buy gum anymore. Anyway, uh, you don't buy gum. No. <laughs> Anyway, but uh, that, that's my digression about uh, about Empire. Okay, but yeah, go ahead. Um, so uh, so I, this is what you what did you read? So I read um, uh, X Men Empire number three, um, and number four is coming out next week. So I'm going to be done with this then. Yeah, four, like, by the way, short. This is four issues, and like it's been like one, two, three, four, just every week, just bam, 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 bam. Yeah, that's the other thing I feel bad about. Empire's all on time. Looks good. It's yeah. on time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's doing everything right except being interesting. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, this book is the book that started off written by Hickman and then has traveled around like Teeny Howard and like a whole bunch of other folk were on the last issue. Um, this issue is written by Vita, uh, Ayala, uh, Zeb Wells and Ed Brisson with art by Andrea Brocardo. Yeah. Last time was also a team of three. My God. Yeah. Great, great writers, by the way. Yeah. And like this one is, it's good. It's, but like literally I was like I was joking around with Sal as, as we were heading over to the studio and I was like if I was only reading this I would have a very different idea of what Empire was all about uh-huh. like a completely different idea yeah this of course is the X-Men book 
that is five dollars. <laughs> Out of the Empire, all the Empire books this week, Empire, the main book, and X-Men tie-in were $5 each. And I think that's because they're like, you'll buy an X-Men book. Right. You'll buy it. And they're right, I will, but I also do this. It's also good. (laughs) Well, I enjoy it, but like, I also do this. So like, I bought it. Yeah. So, um, this is the book in which... The, we've seen the progression of what's going on with Genosha. And um, we saw at the beginning of this that uh, Scarlet Witch felt real bad about everything she's done. Yep. And decided, like, after talking to Doctor Strange, that instead of, like, trying to get a new lease on life, to go and find a way to bring the mutants back on Genosha, which I guess makes sense, especially since in the news, it's clear that they're talking about how, like, something's going on with the mutants where they're coming back. Yeah. And so, like, obviously, Resurrection is on the mind, and so that's what she's decided to do. So she chases down magic artifacts, including, like, a root or limb from the tree, like, the tree, the world tree. Right. I was gonna say the tree of life, but the world (laughs) tree. (laughs) And, um, uses it to bring them back, and she accomplishes that. Unfortunately, they're zombies. Um, meanwhile, the great co- twist, by the way, great twist, good twist. The Kawadi are trying to land on Genosha to use it as a staging ground in order to attack Wakanda because Wakanda is like a last holdout and they know they got to take it. Well, they also want to take the great mound. Right. Yeah. Like the mound. The mound. Uh, if they implant themselves in the mound, they'll be, they'll be infused with vibranium and they'll be unstoppable. Right. So that's what they want to do. But they're like, Wakanda is right off of like the coast. Yeah. We can do this. It's going to be great. So they get there. And they run into the zombies, of course, who turns out they're a bunch of vegetarian zombies. So they attack them. Um, a, a like group, a small group of mutants is sent, including um, Angel. Angel and M and Multiple Man yep. and Magic. Yes. And they go off. A lot of M's. Except a lot for of a, M's. Yeah. Um, they go off, meet up with the zombies and the Kawadi and then the Horticulture, which is a group that... Hickman created of four older women who study plants and are like villainous and like, you know, meant to remind you of the Golden Girls show up as well. We haven't seen them since their debut. Yep. And, um, you know, I like them a lot, but I get it's not for everybody. Regardless, like the two factions, the X-Men and the Horticulture have to team up in order to fight them back. And that's kind of where we're at at this point. Yep. And this issue, is this, um, issue four? this is issue three. Okay. And in this issue, um, we're reminded that like, the two teams, parts of each of their teams were split from one another. And, like, some of them were in this, like, big seed bulb after, like, the, like, Kawadi ship was self-detonated. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, planted this big seed, essentially. And they're trapped inside of it with zombies as well. They've been trying to work their way in. Mm. And they asked um, Tom Cassidy to send Krakoa, essentially, to come through and help fight. It pulls from psychic beings and the only one who's there is M and so she's like basically being killed so magic makes a call to all these other psychics to come and so like Exodus comes in the step for cuckoos and they do things but it's not really important at all they're just there and Krakow is able to help fight back meanwhile magic takes Opal one of the horticulture and like transports her to Krakoa okay and drops her off with Beast and it's like this lady insert inappropriate words that she uses needs like black walnut or whatever because it's a plant that kills or like doesn't allow roots uh like anything to grow on its root system okay and therefore like we need to make a serum of it so we can get into the seed bulb figure it out sure and she leaves okay and like 
that's what they do together. They they make this serum. Mm-hmm. There are a couple of moments in this book, honestly, where it's like, we're doing this. And then all of a sudden, like, those characters aren't there anymore. And <laughs> seemingly, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, where did they go? Yeah, it's like Nightcrawler comes into play. And so like, you can assume that he bamfed in and out. Sure. But, but like, that's, he, ex- that's explainable. And that's explainable. But, like, I don't know. It, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, that said, this book does make a reference to something that, like, legit I didn't see coming. And I immediately like was like transported to the x-men animated um show yeah because like we just cut back to beast and opal working together and she's like well like am i right like did i get it right and he goes in the great words of archimedes of syracuse yeah but he changes it he says having just discovered the most famous principle concerning how to deduce the volume of objects with irregular shapes eureka Uh. i was like oh my that's God. amazing yeah that's amazing it's a good pull and like pull. you could have just pulled it you could have just you said done the exact, but it's the same it's 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 essentially the same it's just written a different way right yeah no it's the same joke same reference yeah, yeah. that's cool um but <laughs> so they do that um meanwhile like so magic's plan essentially is to figure out where the zombies are coming from right she's like we got that's that's we gotta cut this off at, at the heart of it so mm-hmm. she grabs one of the step for cuckoos okay. who gets separated from the other oh, step no. for cuckoos yeah um which is like kind of horrifying when it happens she gets separated from them and then like <clears throat> the zombies are upon her yeah and they're, like she's psychically calling out to anybody and she's just like when they bring me back tell them not to put this memory of being eaten alive <laughs> in <laughs> Oh my god! Because like she does the classic thing. She's like, "There's too many of them," and immediately is taken She's down. Yeah, <laughs> don't that's say that. That's a trope, by the way. If you ever say there's too many of them, you're the one. You're going down. That's prove there don't are too many do of them. it. Um, so magic saves her, and so like now they're jumping, and like we see like you know jump one, jump two, jump six. Yep. So they're jumping, trying to figure out where they're coming from, like as like throughout the fight. Right. Um, in the seed bulb, um, the <laughs> no outside the seed bulb. The zombies have been attacking the Kawadi. Mm-hmm. They're zombies, and they're attacking the Kawadi. Oh, no. And so now the Kawadi are coming back. Okay. And they're also zombies. Yeah. Or ghouls, as some of the other Kawadi are calling them. All right. And so like they're trying to get into the seed bulb because they sense like brains, because that's what they're looking for now. They're like they're like these Kawadi are fine, but there's no brains, brains, that uh-huh. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the Kawadi, the zombified ones, are able to get them in, like because it opens for them. Oh right. So they go inside oh, no. and like they're they're doing their thing. And just before that, I think, um, Explodey Man, Explosion Man. Yeah. Not Explodey Man. That's no, a game. Yes. Uh, Explosion Man or whatever comes back as a zombie and he uses his powers again to try to help the 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 folk who are trapped inside. Sure. Yeah. Um, what they what is being held inside the seed pop pod essentially is a big brain. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> a beacon, if you will. A beacon for these zombies. Like in Wreck-It-Rail. Yes. <laughs> and so like the zombies go for it and they start biting it. And like what it is, is it's, I pulled this quote because like literally like, listen, we read comics all the time. Right. And we read ridiculous things written by comics. And for some reason, this line just reminded me of like the sensation of reading some of the 90s comics you've given us and I, that I've picked up on my own where like it's just a series of made up words that in like context makes means something but like they're almost giving context to one another all in the same sentence because you don't like you haven't been introduced to any of this right. um and so it's revealed that the brain is that's it says that is a coadonaut grown from the collective strength sap of our people in its doomsday pod the superstitious among us call it holy 
And I'm like, there's a lot of information there. And like, all you need to know is that basically they had like a giant plant guy. And now it's been bitten by zombies. Right. And so now it's a giant zombified plant guy. Uh-huh. And they're all doomed. Yeah. So there you go. Also, um, magic does find the beacon of like where they were coming from. And it's the staff contraption that Wanda put together. Oh, Wanda's no. nowhere in sight because she's in another book. Yeah, because she's in uh, the, the Empire book. Yeah. And um, basically when they get there, like, like the Stiffer Cuckoo's like, what are you doing? And Magic's like, oh, it's so nice. It's so pretty. It's beautiful. Like, she's drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Stuff for Cougar's, like, nose is bleeding. It's like, it's too much. Like, she's like, I feel like I'm getting a migraine, but it's on the outside. <laughs> and I was like, that's a horrific yeah. statement. Yeah. Um, Magic grabs the staff and yeah. is imbued with its power and turns into her jar- dark child form. Oh, cool. So she's just, like, demon magic, as she calls herself, like, queen of the zombies. That's dope. I like that. So, like, if you're reading that, you're like, Empire is a, a sweet book about zombie plants and and, the and, and and mutant zombies as well and what they're going to do. And right. it'll be over in four issues and fine. It'll be, it'll be over in one more issue. Yeah. That's awesome. That's it. It's four issues and you're done. Great. Um, it is literally, it's a zombie, like, trope style comic pulling in some of the stuff from the X-Men that may or may not have any sort of bearing on what happens with the X-Men going forward, but deals with a creation that... Hickman threw in, which seemingly, I guess he knew Empire was coming. Yeah, they probably told him. Because, like, it's such a specific thing, but also works in, in the scope of his own story, yeah. so... Wouldn't it be terrible if Hickman came up with this idea, like, during his thing? He's like, oh, by the way, I'm gonna do this plant thing. And they were like, we can do a whole event out of that plant thing. He's like, I don't know what, why. Ah, because money. I can see that. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like, again, this book is silly and it's fun. It Each issue is $5. Yeah, that's a lot. So... I, I got to give you that like price tag warning because yeah. it's like for four issues, you're going to spend $20. $20. So that's up to you. If you find the value there, I they think they're slightly longer. I think, but they may not be. Mm-hmm. I'd like to tell you, except I'm literally looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> um, yeah, they're a little longer. Yeah. It's about 33 hey, that's not pages. Bad. Okay. So you're getting an extra like 10 pages. Yeah. So you are getting a little more bang for your buck and you do have more writers working on it. So the last issue felt really short though. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel like, I was like, $5, damn it. Oh, that yeah. went so high so fast. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that's it, guys. That's my update on X-Men Empire. Nice. Well, it's probably one of the most celebrated tie-ins. People really dig them. I, I like it, like I said. But yeah. I do warn you about that $5 price tag. Right. Uh, Delapa Fami says, uh, first fictional crush was Sailor Moon and Bulma, fight the- me. Uh, but don't, because I love you. Uh, <laughs> does it make sense for DC to slim the line down after Metal? Yeah, uh, I don't think it's because of Metal. I think they're just going to slim the line down because they're trying to like co- like cut costs. Yeah, but they can use Metal as an excuse. Sure, yeah. They'll blame Metal, why not? They'll blame Metal and COVID, and like part of it is COVID, for sure. But we all know what it really is. It's a little bit of everything. Uh, Regardless, yeah. except for the Metal thing. That's just, that'll just, that's what, just what'll come next. I mean, like, yeah, narratively, I'm sure they, they can make it work. Yep. So. And make an ultimate universe. Um, no, we had an issue with, uh, OBS for some reason. Oh. Edge of Rage of Quitting. Oh. Oh, no way, really? <laughs> Damn! Sorry about Ghost of Tsushima. Um, it's Tsushima. Because, like, I'm concerned that that's what's going to happen, because the, the combat's going to have to amp itself up. Right. And, like, right now it's just, like, blissfully fun. Mm-hmm. So, I, it's coming. The Smackdown is coming. Uh, Super Mac, are you guys expecting anything out of the fandom? I'm hoping there'll be a, there'll be a debut of Aquaman relaunch because I don't want to believe it's gone. Um, if you're not familiar, the DC fandom is a big fake virtual Comic-Con where DC is going to announce movie stuff and comic stuff at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I highly expect a bunch of, like, confirmations. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to find out if there's going to be a Flash movie and who's doing it. I think we're going to find out about Aquaman, sure. Shazam, whether sure. they're all connected, the Snyder Cut. We'll probably get, like, a teaser trailer of the Snyder Cut. Yeah. I mean, a lot of crap. I'm sure they'll announce some future projects for books, yeah, for I think sure. finished books. Like, for things that are books, fully finished. Yeah, and, like, maybe you'll see some stuff for, like, Batman. Like, yeah. things that people can get excited about, and then hopefully they can just kind of use that to like make you forget about some of the like the cancellations the not extended yeah yeah i i I don't expect them to announce any new creative teams or any like new ventures outside of things that could be easily just repackaged as a thing we already had done so i guess we'll just put it out now yeah and and treat it like it's new and awesome yeah um Troy Harness, uh, hey mm-hmm. Comic Pop, I just finished watching The Boys on Prime. Definitely recommend. Have you read the comic at all or watched the show? Um, yeah, I actually promoted the show for Amazon last mm-hmm. year. Uh, it's a, I think it's better than the comic book. I hate the comic book like a lot. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, I hear season two will be cool. It looks good, so we'll see how it goes. Um, well, sorry. I talked a lot. <laughs> sorry. Uh, here we go. Uh, Heartless Fang, love the shirt, Tiffany. Two of my favorite magical items. My cat's name as a kid was Artemis. Nice. Keep up the good work, you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, what do you I, get lo- there? I love this shirt too. It's a Sailor Moon shirt. So, yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, it's like Sailor Moon done a different kind of style, and I really I dig it. I yeah. dig it quite a bit. Uh, also, r- great pull for a name. Totally. Uh, Rory Groth says, uh, I know you're not sure why you do Green Lantern on the show, but have you ever thought about doing a back issue on the Alan Moore Green Lantern? It's cool to see Mogo and the original Blackest Night idea. Yeah, I don't know if it's long enough, right? It's just like kind of like a backup story, but uh, I, I would consider it, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to grab it. Like, I don't know if it's reprinted anywhere. Maybe it's in the Blackest Night trade. I'll have to check. Because uh, that's the thing, is that I'd like to do it if it's like, if it's enough for a show, you know, mm-hmm. if it's enough for an episode. It'll be back issues mini- Bites. Yeah, something like Batch that. Bites. <laughs> uh, Carl Maxi says, "Hey guys, after Joker War, three Jokers, and the Batman Last Events, I honestly don't want to see them for at least a year. What do you think? Yeah, obviously. I mean, I think that's a great idea. It's just like whenever you use them in a big bad way, retire them for a year. Right. Maybe what the maybe how this will all culminate is they'll do like a you know death of the Joker. Right. Like the Joker will die for a bit. Yeah. And like they can." hopefully have the restraint to keep him away for a while and yeah. that way when he comes back it is like oh crap yeah yeah they they say they're gonna do that and then they never do uh what keep it like hang on to it for a yeah, while yeah uh then the next writer goes like well but i have my joker story and it's like okay great um that we're getting over jokerization mm-hmm. uh so we'll see i hope so um it would make sense uh, Dan V900, I like Ben Riley because I was introduced to him in the 90s animated series with the finale, the original Spider-Verse. If I was reading comics as the clone saga happened, I wouldn't feel that way. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Ben doesn't really do much in that episode, in those like that one or two part episode. Um, but yeah, in the comics, he has a distinct personality. He does a lot of interesting things. It's just that uh, he was a super and he should get away. Mm. Uh, but <laughs> I uh, I hear what you're saying. I dig it. My, I, when I was reading comics as a kid, there was one friend of mine who kind of read comics and he liked ben riley because he was single and i was like get out of here uh just for me tube sal you look so much like alan from might med i don't know who that is or what that means but thank you very much i hope that's a nice person um alan diaz cool well in his publicity photo he looks pretty nice so i appreciate that thank you just for me too. <laughs> 
Uh, Kenneth Dowling recently brought Uncanny X-Men 194. This is one of my favorite single X-Men issues, Juggernaut versus Nimrod. I love it. I uh, love your shirt. Where it's, where's it from? Oh, T-Public. Yeah, T-Public.com. Explody Boy, not man. Yeah. It's I, not in... I just caught that up. Oh, it's Explody Boy. There. Yeah. Listen, I was trying to do it without looking at the comic. I was like, I'm going to do this today from memory. Yeah. It's not in... Not uh, good. That shirt is not in our store, but no, it is available. No, we should. We should yeah. put it in there. Yeah, any shirts we wear, we should throw in the shirt. Yeah. The store. I really like this one. Like, this design, like, I was like, damn. Right. Like, I really liked this because it's like, it's the property. It is fairly recognizable without just... Just putting Sailor I like Moon both. Like I yeah. like having just Sailor Moon or like having the property there, but I also like the nod right. to something. Uh, Kevbot1999, hello! Just came in to say I very much enjoyed last week's back issues and even purchased Symbiote Spider-Man. Nice. Uh, super fun read, and I see what you meant about the artwork, lol. Thanks for the weekly content. Much love. Thank you very much, Kevbot. Yeah, that's the thing, is that I would love to read the rest of it, uh, but like that art is so distracting, and it's... It's just not for me. Like, mm. And it's it, it just kept me from enjoying it. I'll have to just sit down and read it all in one sitting. I couldn't do it month to month or week to week or whenever the hell that book came out. Uh, but I'll have to check it out all in one sitting when it's all done. I don't know if it's all done yet, but I will look into that. Uh, but thank you. And uh, thanks for checking out the episode. If you're not familiar, uh, that was Symbiote Spider-Man, which we did from uh, Peter David and Greg Land. Uh, Peter David actually said a funny thing on the internet uh, the same day we launched the episode where he was like, I want to do uh, Symbiote Spider-Man runs into Grey Hulk because I was writing Hulk at the time. But because I was writing Hulk at the time, I know damn well that he wasn't Grey Hulk when he had the symbiote. Do I adhere to continuity or do I just say, screw it, I want to see it? And no, because obviously my editor is not going to stop me. Um, I leave it to you. What's more important, this neat idea Peter David had or continuity? I, 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 I submit that continuity is a great opportunity uh, that is that looks like restriction and it gives him a, an ability to be uh, smart about it. Yeah, you, you know, he, he had some incredible restraint in the Symbiote series. Uh, I would love to see that restraint exercised continually with the Hulk. Uh, hell, if you have a great idea for the Hulk, you know what? Do Grey Hulk as a series that's set in the, in the past and just retread your old Hulk run. Like, do that. If Symbiote Spider-Man sells as well, Hey, maybe maybe that would be the way he, to do he it. You could be like, I know, I know it says I had had, had Green Hulk, but I want I want but Gray I Hulk. want Gray Hulk. <laughs> Let me see that sheet. <laughs> Carl Maxi, Sound Tiffany. Are there any lesser used Batman villains you think should get a story? I think DC should make a Calendar Man story. Calendar Man's a fan favorite for a lot of people. You know, it's obvious to just do the, uh, you know, the Hannibal Lecter thing with him. Yeah, I, or the you know, killer from the. the from Seven. Yeah, I was like, try, right. I'm like, he's John Doe. John, John Doe. Doe. That's his name. Yes, exactly. Um. I'd, I feel like so many Batman villains have had an opportunity yep. as of late. Like everybody wants to get that character that nobody's like put their for. stamp on. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think that uh, you have one, um, but because it's not necessarily obscure, but more like marginalized and hasn't been used to their fullest extent in a main continuity book in a long time. And that would be Poison Ivy. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, for sure. But, like, she rides the line. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, in past Batman stories, she was a villain. She was a femme fatale, and mm -hmm. she was a villain. Yep. Um, lately, they've transformed her into something that's less villainous and more just, like, I think I'm the protagonist of my own story. <laughs> Which, indeed, she is. She is. I was going to say, I, you know, because of, literally, because of the Batman animated series, we were exposed to so many villains that had, like, this one small, like, moment in the sun. Yep. Clock King, for example. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I was always fascinated by the episode with Baby Doll, because it's so tragic. <sighs> yes. Um, And so, like, 
you know, I don't think you could do a long run on that, but like, I think there's an interesting story there for someone to tell because like, I, I think that is a tragedy. Yes. Um, someone who isn't Bruce Tim because Bruce Tim did extend baby doll into the new adventures yeah, but, and they made her like a love interest for killer croc and no. it was gross and terrible. And I hate no, it. no, 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 no. I'm talking uh, literally just that moment in time. Did that one episode. Yeah. They also had the A team doing the animation for that episode. It's a yeah. perfect episode yeah. during a weird time for Batman. I would also say Ventriloquist. I'd like to see a really baller Ventriloquist Yeah, and I know story. we saw him a little bit, but like I also like him. Yeah, he was well. in I Am Suicide. That's yeah, right. but, like, but like the Ventriloquist himself is like again another tragic villain because yes. he's like he suffers from a mental illness, yeah. and it's like you know on the one hand like he is is the villain and yet he is completely not the yeah. villain you know i would love to see like that. scarface is the villain yeah i want to see scarface ventriloquist i want to see like a crime book like yeah a, like a like a mobster type book that'd be cool that. and like each issue or a couple of issues could be like maybe it's two issues yeah. sometimes you want a little more room to like spread it out yeah yeah, yeah. um and like you could be like yeah, baby doll it could be ventriloquist and like just, just so, reminding you there's other out yeah, there's other that, characters. Yeah, like, Batman isn't always, like, in a situation where he's fighting a villain that could destroy all of Gotham. Like, yeah. he's also dealing with people who are committing smaller crimes because they, because they need help. Yeah, that's right. I was going to say because Joker's active. And well, they're like, yeah. well, you know, he's going to be d distracted. I'm sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Duck Cade just bought the first book from Back Issues. From a Back Issues link, Superman Unchained shows up in two days. Love the show. Also, sound thoughts on nobody in Batman and Robin Volume 1. Um, Great character, not a lot of opportunity, and they didn't really do... Like, no one else has done anything with that character to any full effect, I think, which is too bad. Uh, but thank you very much, and shout out to that, uh, really for ourselves. But, like, in every episode of Back Issues, the first link is a link to Amazon to buy the book. As long as it's available. As long as it's available. Like, sometimes if it's, like, Uncanny X-Men versus Teen Titans, you're not going to be able to get that book. But I still try and find some link in there... For you to for you to avail yourself of that experience, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, Super Unchained, and you, it's books that maybe we don't even like, but you might like it. So every book has a link. Yeah, like if, if it's something that we weren't digging, but like it, you seem to be interested in it. We want to give you that opportunity. Exactly. We're not trying to prevent you from getting it. No, uh, Delapo Fayemi. Apparently, we can pay like twenty bucks for a few minutes of Snyder's time for fandom. I want to ask if he'd do some more Dick Grayson stuff. Also, Magic is Bay. She is. She is Bay. No, she is. Like, she's got, she is such a strong design. Yes. Like, just from a design alone, like, just a fantastic design. Yeah. And also just her attitude. Yep. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just a killer combination. Yeah. Combination. Um, by the way, uh, yes, what he's referring to uh, is, uh, what, what Delapo's referencing is the fact that, like, through New York Comic Con's, like, Metaverse event, uh, you can... Basically, instead of like going to a con and like bumping into them or waiting in line to meet them, you can pay like $22 and you can spend three minutes talking to Snyder or Capullo or both. Um, I saw a, a blip of someone who did that with Snyder and Capullo. Um, cute. Uh, it, was very, it was a very nice little interaction. Um, but like, they're certainly charging less than a lot of other people. Uh, but yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's conflicting. But like, if you are looking for that experience... I think there's a value there, well, but I, I understand that. I think it's also thing. like for some folk who literally, even we'll if never, well, yeah, if like cons even were going on right now, like some folk just can't get there. They're right. either in a part of the world where that's not feasible or they're in a financial situation where it's not feasible. Exactly. Um, so like $20 could be feasible. Yeah. And, and so in that instance, I'm like, this is a really excellent opportunity if you want it. Agreed. Uh, so Dark Knight's Metal number two is written by Scott three. Snyder with three Jesus. Uh, it's written by Scott <laughs> Snyder with the art by Greg Capullo. Uh, of course, it is like the the big DC tentpole event that I don't think they wanted to treat like one back before the regime change. Um, in this story, you know, it's 
more of the same. Uh, it, it explains a couple of backstories for some of those dark knights that you might have only seen or scratched the surface of. Uh, I think that Snyder's using this as an opportunity to kind of like play with it now. Like when we first just met the dark knights, it was like doomsday Batman and cyborg Batman and the flash Batman. And then they were like, how about brainiac Batman and, and uh friggin whatever his name is. Red lantern, Batman. I can't Atrocitus? remember. Atrocitus Batman and silver surfer Batman. And silver <laughs> surfer. I'm like, it's like, God damn it. Um, but we just kill them immediately because they blow up a uh, zombie um, Jonah Hex. But uh, the idea here is that, like, uh, what's where's Superman? Why isn't Superman in this book? What happened to him? And also, uh, what is up with all the art that surrounds Superman? What's up with that arm? Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't explain anything except that he looks like the dude from Metalocalypse. Uh, it turns out that the the Batman who turned himself into Darkseid from that universe captured Superman and then put him into a machine designed by Mr. Miracle, but not deliberately. No. He plumbed the depths of his imagination and created it for himself to refract different rays of kryptonite to transform, super, to, to depower and hurt Superman's Kryptonian cells so that he would be susceptible to the anti-life equation so that... Uh, I guess he could be controlled by Dark Side Batman, also known as Dark Father, or he would be turned into a Dark Side. He would become a Dark Side, and then, like, presumably, this is what this Batman did before. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, all he wants to do is put Superman in charge. Right. And then he'll leave. Right. And he's like, just embrace it, man. Yeah. Just go for it. Because, and, fun. and Snyder explained this to me not too long ago, where he was talking about this sequence, uh, where it's like, you know. In the dark multiverse, like, there's all these Batmen mm-hmm. who are, like, you know, crazy versions of other things, but, like, they're all Batman. Do you know why we don't see any Supermen from the dark multiverse? And it's because, like, you're all conquerors. Mm-hmm. Like, every Superman in the dark multiverse is, like, ruling their planet and running shit. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's that's what you're afraid of. Everything that we're, we become is the thing we're most afraid of. And it's like, that's neat. That's a neat little yeah, idea. Yeah, I do think it's funny that, like, you know, the Flashes have the cosmic treadmill, and this is like some sort of like Kryptonian elliptical machine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fun. A- apocalyptical machine. There you go. Yes, an <laughs> apocalyptical machine. Um, it, it, I'm gonna leave now. No, okay? no. That, that, listen, they drew it. I, like you, you know, you can't blame yeah, yourself. Yeah, but I said it. Yeah, okay? yeah, that's true. I didn't have to. Yeah, listen, it's 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 there. Uh, <laughs> So they free Superman, uh, they punch Dark Father into an, you know, out of orbit. Of course, they make this whole point, um, what's, what's really weird is, is how they got it wrong. And I don't want to, like, throw shade or anything, but, like, um, Dark Father says, like, remember the, my own better version of the gun that Bat, that Darkseid used to send you back in time? Mm-hmm. Um, Darkseid didn't use a gun, uh, Batman used a gun. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, Darkseid used the Omega Sanction to send Batman back in time. Batman used the gun to shoot Darkseid with the with, with the with the bullet. So whatever. Anyway, uh, it's just a fun little sequence. It has nothing to do with the plot, which is why I was like outraged. And somebody in the comments mentioned that they were like, "You gave away the whole book in the con- in the in the title." And I'm like, "No, Batman becoming Darkseid is clickbait to get you to be like, what? Right? It's actually, like he's the antagonist of this issue. Right. Also, like they hinted at it, if like at he's the end everything. of the last one, uh, yeah. the end of the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they talk about um, it. Uh, but yeah, no, a Batman turned into Darkseid, not the Batman. But he does want to turn Superman into a Darkseid. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like you know, whatever. So that that whole story is that they rescue. Is, is that 
basically Dark Father has come up with a way to get rid of Batman mm-hmm. and prevent him from stopping a Superman plan, which is he shoots him with an Omega gun and it sends, but instead of it's a continuity gun that erases you from existence, but also gives us all like proof against the ripple effect of, of, of unmaking Batman. Cause it's like, okay, if I remove prime Batman from continuity, Dark Father would cease to exist, but ha ho two panels explaining that this actually would make you, uh, would, would pre would proof us against continuity. Uh, which is actually uh, this whole book must have been shot by that. But they all are uh, so so they so Dark Father shoots a real Batman, and because he has the the Black Lantern ring, it doesn't work. I mean, it kills him, but it raises him back from the dead. Right. And unlike uh, everyone else uh, who is uh, used with the ring, uh, it does not turn Batman into a zombie. Well, he he figured that one out. Yeah, he 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 outthought it. So then Superman punches him out of the out of orbit, and yeah, because he also used the ring on Superman. To bring his cells back. Yes, to resurrect his cells, which is a thing. So then they find out, like, hey, listen, there's actually... The reason why everyone else is in the book, like Green Lantern and everybody else, the Cyborg, is because they're all being held in a prison underneath Dark Father's quarters. Mm-hmm. On Apocalypse, no less. Uh, so they go underground and they go get it. Meanwhile, uh, Lobo is in the sixth dimension killing Mixia Spitlick-type characters trying to get this special box. And of course, like that was referenced in the first issue. Yeah. What's Lobo doing? Who's he getting the box for? I stupidly assumed it was for Batman. Har har har, it's not. Uh, but ba- but Lobo is like doing, he's basically just a work for, a gun for hire. He is. And he's tearing he- his ass through the, the, the sixth dimension to get at this thing that yeah. is hidden in the, in the sixth dimension. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know who it is and why, if you read the sixth dimension Justice League story, arguably the best arc in the mm. Justice League run. Uh, I, I will say, like, for me, mm-hmm. I mean, like, look, Greg Capullo knows how to draw books. But, yes, like, he does. His Lobo is, like, the shining part of this whole it series It easily is, because everything else is like, all right, all right, okay, but, like, whatever. He just does such a spectacular job depicting Lobo, especially against this, like, you know, cuphead animated style looking world. Yes, absolutely. Like uh, he just looks great. Loba belongs in a metal book. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's great that we finally got one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know what it is too? Like Lobo in this book looks effortlessly drawn. Yes. Yes, he does. Yeah. Everything else is kind of like, everything else in this book is either an over design or like an afterthought. I guess. I, I think that the Superman design is an afterthought. It's fine. I mean, like, I get it. Like, they're definitely trying to, like, touch on different styles of, like, metal. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And and metal, like, iconography. Yeah. Um, yeah so yeah, I get fair. it. But Lobo, like you said, is effortless. If we do want to talk really quickly about, like, the look for Superman. Because yes, I really didn't please. think about it either way at all. Like, I'm not really, like, and this isn't a true critique. It was just one of those, like, sort of shower thoughts, not in the shower. No, yeah. And I'm like... Okay, I get why his hair is long because he's been there for yeah. a while. Where's the beard? Yeah, yeah. Did you shave? <laughs> Did Batman shave you? Why don't you have a beard? Well, and how do you explain Unless the clothes? This, in this version of reality, they made it so Superman can't grow a beard. Right. I, I don't know. Is it a reference to the 90s when he had a mullet? If it is... It's not a mullet. He just has long hair. Well, if it is, how come it's not curly like we know it should be? <laughs> uh, a lot of questions. No yeah. answers. By the way, I am also... I, I'm I just, not critiquing it I for that. just I've... put together that his bindings on his other hand yeah, his must cape. be his cape. Yeah. I was like, duh. Can't believe I didn't put that together. Um, also, chains... You know, representing Superman Unchained and the chains of Superman. Yeah. It's actually a pretty clever design. No, it is. I just, it was just, I was like, where's his beard? Yeah, where's the beard? I don't know. Also, I really like this sequence because, like, I really like the color contrast 
in this particular sequence. I like the image of like Superman sitting against like this purple background. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like a lot of this is overdesigned or like overcomplicated, and like seeing just the the striking design and images of these characters against a neutral or or bright and colorful mm-hmm. background, I think is a is a strength. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, Lobo's killing people, and uh, the the team that's left in the crypt of heroes, of course, being the Flashes that are setting up the Flash tie-in book, mm-hmm. uh, which is to say everybody except for Bart. Um, are dogged by the Robin King. Robin King shows up and he does the scene that uh, Snyder teased in an episode with uh, with Benny on Absolute Comics, which was that, like, you know, Barry's like, you look stupid. And Robin King's like, yeah, I do look stupid because I have, like, ghoulish, crazy crap in my Robin belt. Yeah. And uh, the, the, belt he desc- the belt compartment for Barry is, like, the decomposed, like, body of his mother, like, using Flash ring technology... What I'm amazed by is that he doesn't use it. He doesn't. He just describes he it. He just describes it, which I was like, which I remember when Scott described it, the audience was overwhelmingly anti that idea. They thought it was like super tryhardy and like kind of like just, just grimdark for no reason. It was like the most dumb, like basic thing you could think of. But it's also like a stupid, gross kid who came up with the idea. And Snyder's no hack. He actually does like, no sentence like story structure and character development mm-hmm. so like yeah it is hacky and stupid it's the kind of thing a gross grim dark stupid child would come up with um and actually like hey you know what's cool about this is that he doesn't use the damn thing yeah. thank you uh but he shows up to harbinge the the darkest knight who's of course the batman who laughs who gave him the mantle of I just uh, realized, the he, robin king he has like claws yeah yeah he, he has like does. bird claw hands right yeah yeah. Also, because of the Legends of, Dar- of the Dark Knight story, mm-hmm. we know who this uh, Robin yes, is. Yes, and that it's not actually a Robin. And no. so, like, it's someone who's never been a Robin, in fact. Yeah. So that's that's new. Also, I like that we use <laughs> the uh, the the Tim Drake Robin logo. Like, hey, yay, cool. Well, that's iconic. Yeah. Well, yeah, it became iconic. Yeah. Um. Anyway, creepy so, bird hands. So then they set up the flash sequel or the flash tie-in. So that happens. Uh, they free the heroes. They come up with their plan. They describe the plan they described last time. Uh, and Lobo makes us reveal that he got the thing he wanted from the sixth dimension, and that he's working, in fact, for Lex Luthor, who is, of course, uh, the you know the the discarded remnants of Perpetua's favorite, uh, because of course Perpetua ditched Lex Luthor, Apex Lex, if you will. Uh, for the Batman who laughs, who of course is also planning on betraying Perpetua, which betrays the whole premise of being a villain in the superhero universe, which is that everyone betrays each other. Right. Well, it's like you know, if you are like, if you're with some, if you end up with someone who has a significant other already, that means that person's cheating. Right. And guess what? Yeah. Uh, they may cheat on you. Yeah. Well, if, as well, if they're gonna cheat on you, they're gonna cheat with you, uh, or so cheat with you. There are two you. things you didn't bring up in this. Uh, that's true. Review. Yeah, yeah, um, one being Jaro. Right, right, right. The whole damn plan is contingent on Jaro. And when Jaro springs into action to hug Batman, Batman. it says like, he says like, not now, not not, not in front, front of not, Clark. Not in front of Clark. And then there's an editor's note that's like, if you want to know why Jaro is calling him dad, yeah, you go read Justice League or just make up your own reason. <laughs> that's right. I was like. Yeah, or just make it up. Who cares? It's, it's all just, stupid anyway. Her, her, her. Or better yet, yeah, just make up your own reason. Yeah, like don't read Justice League. It's irrelevant. Like, just don't make something up. 
Like, what? So anyway, so regardless, so there's Jaro. What kind of admission is that? And Jaro is going to be part of this because Jaro, because basically, remember, this is a Wonder Woman book. <laughs> yeah, don't forget, Wonder Woman is the central figure she's of this central, book. She's, she's making That's why the, she's on the cover. I mean, Superman. But She's making the plan. The plan is basically like... Steel crisis energy. Everybody's got like a like a different like strike force. Everyone's got a remember, tie. Remember in. with the trees of yeah. or the trees. Yes, and remember, everybody it, had to break up and like go. Don't do you things. remember Justice League? No justice, of course. But I'm just saying, like we're breaking everybody up again. Like Wonder Woman's going to leave a team to go um, into the dark uh, multiverse. D- multiverse in order to Steel. change the energy over to wherever. Yep. Which is where Jaro's going to come into play because they need someone who can mask them from the Batman who laughs and yep. who uses psychic abilities in order to do that. Mm-hmm. And like the other two teams will go and stop the antenna, the human antenna, yep. and the other one will do something. I, is the other one just the Flash is keeping Wally it's safe? It's just the Flashes are going to keep Wally safe. Just keep running away from the Which Dark they can Knight. only do for so long because like basically I have a feeling they're, they're going to come out of the Speed Force. I yeah. feel like they're going to come out of this as one Flash because like we have to combine our powers. <laughs> And I'm like, are they going to, like, shoot out and it's going to be, like, an amalgam of, of like... all the flashes? <laughs> it's going to be Jerry. Yeah. That, I guess that makes as much sense as anything else in this book. <laughs> Josh Williams is like, damn it! What? Sorry. How could you ruin my big, no. my big reveal? Sorry. That's not what it is. Yeah. That's not what it is. I bet it is. It's not what it is. Um, regardless, the other thing is that, like... Batman and Superman have a secret. Yes. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. I was so I was so annoyed by it. I just threw it out of the my mind. The two of them have a secret. And it's like, that's fine. It's just, I think what irked me was them talking about it. <laughs> like in open air yeah. around all these super characters who probably have super hearing. All of them do. No, they uh, all don't. No, but like Supergirl Nightwing is there. Of, yeah, no. But anyway, yeah, they talk about and the super Ollie. secret. Yeah. They talk about their super secret. Yeah. And they're like, oh no, what if she finds out? And it's like, what? Right. What's the secret? This book, this issue, I was like, okay, look, I get it. Like, Scott and Greg. Yes. You know, because I know them like friends. Oh, yeah. Snyder and Capullo are doing a, like, it's a, a silly 90s rocking action thing right and so like and while poignant things can happen it is still meant to be up and over the top yes like don't think about it too hard stop taking it too seriously there were moments in this issue where it became abundantly clear they were doing that but maybe not in a good way yes and and so like i I don't know there were just something it just didn't hit some things did and some things did work and then the other things i was like okay yep this is, well, it's it's a true sequel to Dark Knight's Metal. Sure. In that it has all the same problems. Mm. Like, everything's happening, nothing matters, it's super serious, but super stupid, but, like, in that, like, fun way, so stop, like, it is, it is a, it is a comic book that is designed to be anti-criticism, and it's like, no, it isn't, and... Like you can't you can't have dream in there and pretend like it doesn't matter, right? But and this... you can't have like all this stuff and that is deeply serious within its own universe and yeah. have us like yucking it up. I I don't get it. Like I you know what I mean? Like it's just it's it is so disparate for yeah. me no, that it's, it's just not hitting in my like it's not hitting the thing. Well, it's I think it's meant to be like in like its own like meta joke. Yes, like. Metal 
Dark Knight's Metal yeah. was up was turned up to a ten. Right. And so this book had to be turned up to, to an eleven. And her her her. But and, like yeah. And like and I get that because it's like I, I I don't think that he's like trying to write something that Bad. is like no, he's not no, trying no, to deliberately he's... like he's not doing it at the expense of the reader no he's not writing it to make fun of you no 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 no. i think he is they're just having fun yes. people are having like they're having fun writing it and drawing and it they're and hoping we're it, having fun and reading. that's all they want yep and i i just think there are a couple of moments where it's just obvious how hard they're trying to make you have fun yes like and it's like you don't you. have to do that there are like it's okay like we're right a lot of folk are already having a good time with this and like there are things in there that i am enjoying but it's like you, you don't have to it doesn't all go in do you uh you you describe there's a word you used earlier to describe this book and that is what it does not feel effortless yeah there's, no it doesn't like <sighs> dc has the trinity superman batman and wonder woman they're the oldest like they're the oldest dc mm-hmm. pantheon i mean not really jsa but like you know they're the trinity we're supposed to be like, yes, them, woo. Yeah. And in universe, it's like, they're the best friends. Like, they're not really, but like, they're the connection. Mm-hmm. I don't have any connection to their friendship, their camaraderie, their relationship. I don't have it. The only right. moment I bought was Superman and Batman having that secret. Yeah. But it was so obnoxious that they have one that they're going to throw a monkey wrench in this plan, mm-hmm. that Wonder Woman looks like a doofus who's like, we're going to solve this problem. I mean, I was like, you think Wonder Woman's going to have this event? Because like, how? when are we going to steal it from her? And it's like, I know I there's guess... a moment that they're going to manufacture where she's like, don't even think you're going to steal this event from me. Yeah, I assume that like the it's going to be she knew. Right, of course she knew. And like, that's fine. And that's fine, but like, it feels so manufactured. There's a l- forced. It did. You know, like one of the moments for me that felt like that, um... Just to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, which doesn't mean you can't have fun with it. It doesn't mean it's bad. It it's actually it's bad. like there's it, there's some gorgeous imagery. No, there there's is. Some no, no, but I mean like there. literally this moment. Like if you enjoyed this moment, like I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying for me, it felt like I was like, okay, I get it. Like, you want us to have fun. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's cool. I'm if, having fun. If you just had the fun, like, I'd be fine. Lobo was like, that was so much fun. For me, it was when Harley busts in with them and she's got Swamp Thing as the mallet. Oh, yes. And it's his line. Yeah, Swamp, that blew, that pulled me right out of the book was Swamp Thing's like funny quip. And I'm like, I get it. He's been through a hard time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're supposed to no, have no, fun I, too. And I, and I understand that. It just, nothing really led to that. No. <laughs> I don't even actually yeah, remember anyone saying anything that set them up for that line. I don't know if you got set up for that line. Um, but I like at the same time, I know that they just want to have fun and they just want to give these like characters an opportunity to maybe act out act outside of self. And we're because... like, we're never gonna get that moment. Like when right. are we, when else are we gonna be able to have an um have a moment where swamp things and be like, um Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, who ordered a whooping? Like yeah. you know, uh, he didn't say that, but like that's the tone. Yeah. Is like Swamp Thing was like, I'm 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 part of the gang too. Mm-hmm. They turned me into a mallet off screen. Uh I was just like Ugh. yeah so like that's just how i feel yeah like there's other moments where i was like i see what, like this is fun this is and it's like because it makes sense within the universe mm-hmm. like if batman comes dark side and takes over apocalypse yeah i guess he'd make the parademons into robins and like i think if they looked really i think if they weren't like fun designed i'd be like this sucks yeah but like because they are i'm like eh. yeah and <laughs> like, like yeah that's kind of fun i guess and again like you know listen 
Snyder's a really nice guy and he really loves comics. And yes. so like, please don't take this as me saying like, and he's bad, like whatever. Yeah. When Harley talks about the branding, which I was like, haha, that's that was kind of funny. She talks about the branding because they're she's like, what are they, para robins? Yeah, yeah. Like even when you're evil bats, like you're still on brand. And I thought that was funny because like I've heard that said a lot. Yeah, but I was like, but I've never seen it in the book. Right, and I'm like, that's funny. That's the end of the joke. But then it goes on. <laughs> yes. And that's where I was like, ah, oh, okay. Yes. Fine. Talk about like bumper stickers and stuff. Well, because like that. then we don't have a setup for Batman saying bats are never tacky, which is like, which is what he thinks the punchline is. Yeah, but I was like, no, no, no. Like, we, we had the one, like, the little one-liner. It's a little nod to all of us who, like, joke about, like, Batman always being on brand. You've done it. Like, yeah. I'm there. Oh, ha-ha. Harley's the perfect character to say that. Yep. It totally fits, and I loved the moment. And then yeah. you go to the next page, and I was like, okay. Yeah, it's... it's oh, right, we, we've got, like, all right, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's just, it's not effortless. But, like, let's, it's, like, yeah, like, I don't want to harp on this because people are having fun with it. Yes, and they're going to misinterpret criticism as harping on it. Yeah, so... Yeah. That's uh, it. Like it for me, it's like it should f by this point, it should be effortless. Like yeah. it should be like, we're just oh boy! Like, wow, we got another one. Like we got another metal book. Let's go. Yeah. Where are we gonna go from here? Yeah. And it's just like it's a slog. I do see in the comments that someone says that like death metal is a Sam Raimi like event. And if it was, oh, if it were, I'd be having, like, <laughs> I would I, love that. Cause like, if you were talking about like army of darkness, if we were at that level, mm -hmm. like I would be like a thousand percent on board, even though the characters would be written very out of character, yes. unless it was Lobo was the main focus. That would be very appropriate mm -hmm. for that style of, of yeah. event. Um, it's like, it's almost in, like, it's the essence of that, but yeah. it hasn't coalesced. No, I agree with I don't that. know. That's so there fair. you go. The lanterns are also doing something. Maybe the lanterns the are lanterns going to get are doing the, yeah. the human antenna. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. But there are quite a few lanterns there. There's there are. Like, there are like all, all of them. All of them. They're all the Earth there. lanterns are there. Yep. They're all there. Pick your favorite. Yeah. I like Plastic Man leaning out from the side. They're That's pretty... what they do. <laughs> That's what he does. Ooh. In every in every group shot, he's like, hey, me too. And me. Yeah. You don't have to draw the whole body. <laughs> you're welcome. That's right. <laughs> uh, but I, you know what? Like, if you are on board, if you're still reading it, I'd recommend it. I think the art's stellar, and I think the story is like, I'm intrigued. The thing is, at no point am I like, I don't care. You know, like I re like I legitimately didn't I didn't read Empire Five, and I'm like, That's fine. Like <laughs> Like, I didn't feel like I missed anything. Right. With this, I'm like, all right. Like, all right. And right. then there's just, there's, there's just, there's, there's, we're still tripping over our own feet sometimes. And I'm like, really still? And that, and so the trips seem, it's like if Fred Astaire trips. That's the, that's the, that's the criticism I'll go to it. It's like seeing Fred Astaire trip. You know, it's like, you know how to dance. Right. Why are you still tripping? That said, that trip would probably be fairly graceful. Right. And it's like, well, he still made it look great. <laughs> You know, because it's Fred and it's like, it's, it's Snyder and Capullo. They still make it look great and I'm still having fun. But like, I, we're not, it, this is not that kind of performance. Yeah. Uh, Carl Maxey says, Tiffany, Doctor Strange, Last Days of Magic is easily one of my favorite comics. Fair Do you enough. think Marvel will adapt that story into a movie? I don't think they'll adapt it into a movie movie. Like, I don't see them wanting to deal with that in the MCU, like the live action Cinema, I would love to see it as an animated series. Oh, I, yeah. I think that that would be spectacular. And I like, some of Bachelot's visuals could really lend itself to that style of storytelling. Yeah. And so like, while I don't know if they'll pursue that right now, especially with the uncertainty Multiverse. of funds yeah. and oh, yeah, that, yeah. but like, I would love that. Like I would be so on board for that. And like, if I had any like polo at any place, I would push for that because yeah. I think it's a great idea. 
Dan Ng, maybe a ventriloquist story where you think it's Scarface, but there's a new personality that pulls the strings of gangs to take oh, over the underworld. That'd be cool. They I did will... that in Nightfall. Uh, Socko. Was it a sock puppet? Yeah. Uh, no. It was literally ventriloquist is freed, but he didn't get Scarface. Scarface was taken away. And they break open like uh, the, the, the asylum and he doesn't he doesn't have time to stay. Ah. So he frees himself and he just like goes around a corner and he just takes his shoe off, takes off a sock. And he's like, this is Socko. And Socko like leads him. Because he's so broken as a person. I, I was like, that's fun. Uh, Josh Wallabaugh, I rewatched the X-Men Titans episode last week. Thank you very much. Uh, while doing laundry and bought the, the issue on eBay for my X-Men wall. Oh, nice. nice. Thank you. A See, plus. there you go. A plus. Thank you. Uh, yeah, and that book is great. Uh, Dan V900, I know you were referring to Batman villains, but I'd love to see Ragdoll with his portrayal from Starman as the cult leader return to race to face Flash. Um, that'd be cool with me. I'll take that. There I you go. I don't. I'm not. I don't have too much familiarity with Ragdoll, um, but uh, but yeah. Um, sorry, we had to reboot. Um, here we go. Um, Paul Baker says when they said all the heroes were being held by Darkseid in an alien prison, I didn't expect them all to be chilling in one big they room, smiling. Like, yeah, they are not like they, they they're don't... not like war torn like from this apocalyptic future yeah no or from being on a pod you're on apocalypse yeah, we have, it's still apocalypse yeah, we have metalocalypse superman and ba- even batman had time to make a friggin trench coat but like everyone else is just like hey, hey i'm in my original costume i but like, fine but re- like you know regardless of the like reality they're in you're on apocalypse <laughs> It's still rough down there. There's no secret room where there's no torture going on. <laughs> uh, Duckade, a friend and I were discussing favorite versions of characters, and he was shocked. I love Dark Knight Superman. Any any surprising versions that you like? I was surprised I liked, uh, you know, Red Sun Superman. Um, you know, because he's like just Superman. He's still oh, Superman. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, Sorry, I was, I took that question differently. Mm-hmm. I think you're correct in your oh, interpretation you. of it. So, yeah. Uh, any versions that you're surprised that you liked? I mean, I feel like I would have... No. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Kruger... I'm sure there is. I'll, I'll, it'll come to me. Yeah. Kevin Kruger, I'm not really having fun reading Death Metal. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I understand. Uh, by the way, apologies in advance. Uh, this facility is crude and old and does uh, have faulty wiring. So if we have a storm coming in. Uh, if we do lose power, or, uh, if, we, if we end the show, is it's that because what we that lose is? power. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Dowling, I was just watching the 90s X-Men cartoon at Disney+. Plus. I think their adaptation of the Phoenix Saga is so much better than the comics. Their Dark Phoenix Saga was really good, but I like the comics. Have a great week, guys. I like the comics, too. I love the cartoon. That I was... hate the cartoon because also, I, when I was, we were growing up, yeah. you didn't know what episode you were going to catch. Sometimes, if like, after the show was over, it was like, previous on X-Men. You're like, yay! And it's another like random chapter of the Phoenix Saga. That was, like, Damn it! That was my only like introduction to that, which is, I think, why? Because like, let's be honest, like I did not grow up reading comics just mm-hmm. because it was... The area I was in, honestly, I don't think there was a no. comic book store. And so like, how would I be exposed never to that? And that was not something that like my parents knew about. So like, I don't, I'm a kid. I don't know. But like, I think when you started introducing me to them, that's why I wasn't so like, like lost. You were yeah. just like, yeah, I know Juggernaut's magic and not a mutant. Like, yeah. And I've heard of the Shi'ar and right. like, blah, blah, blah. Like I can, I can follow along with that and I'm open to it. Yeah. And it's so, not like, weird that the X-Men are like, in space. Or no. Anything. And like, I, that's why I'm so thankful for shows like that because like it allowed me to have the open mind going into comics. Yeah. Yeah. And like my experience with manga helped me in, in like transitioning to reading comics because as it turns out, people have a hard time with it. Right. Alex Cash, if death metal was out of continuity, I think I'd have a lot easier time letting go and enjoying instead of thinking constantly about how ridiculous it is. 
you see that's the thing is that like i think that snyder's worried that you wouldn't care yeah that's and fair. and i'm glad it is because like it does matter but like if it doesn't like if it does I don't know. It's it's more like I think if if one character were still in continuity, but everybody else was like rebooted. Yeah. You know, and I think that maybe that's where we're going with this, and that's why everyone's like smiling and stupid. Like they're all like, I'm I've been rebooted. Like I'm I'm a I'm a template where you're gonna reboot the universe and I'm gonna be something else. Like maybe Batman and Superman are like, we're not the original versions of Batman and Superman. Like, you know, it's something like that where yeah. it's like Wonder Woman's the only one who remembers everything the way it was. And because she's the only one who's like from the original continuity. I don't know. But I, 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 I'm glad, I'm simultaneously glad it's in continuity and also like, I wish it were freed up. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. That said, like, if you are interested in something that has a similar feel, but is outside of continuity, would you recommend Wonder Woman Dead Earth? Yes. Wonder Woman Dead Earth is Dark Knight's metal reaching its premise. It is totally metal legitimately it's metal. not written by snyder though so like if you if you want to, if you like scott's storytelling you're not you're gonna, gonna get that there you're not gonna it get is, that it's daniel warren johnson um like he's a really spectacular writer i like his work a lot i and like artists. his art as well um so it's just another option it's a black label and i think it's finishing yep this, this week, week. This so week. tomorrow you can either go back and grab the back issues of it or you'll be able to pick up the collected yep yeah it is and it yeah yeah it's just check it out mm-hmm um ronka terrasano at work can't watch right now but i wanted to throw some money or just some support your oh, way well thank you thanks ron appreciate it man and enjoy your work hopefully uh you know you're done soon and that is the end of the show right before we recommend our books so let's jump into some recommendations uh i got up i mean obviously batman 97 uh we're rolling towards the end of joker war uh it's cool it's fun it's doing its thing it, you've seen it a thousand times and yet it's still excellent Jorge Jimenez, James Tynion the Fourth. You've got to read it if you aren't. If you're looking for Batman that looks like Batman and looks amazing, you want to read the series. It's great. I'm also going to recommend Nightwing 73. I don't know anything about it. I'm not reading any of it, but I know that they're using Joker to bring uh, Dick Grayson back. So if you're looking for that, it, I think it happens in this, but don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. So you got to recommend that. As Tiffany suggested, Wonder Woman Dead Earth number four is the conclusion of Wonder Woman Dead Earth. This is a great opportunity for you to go to the store and buy the other three issues that nobody's buying. And then you can get the whole series and then just enjoy how great the series is. Because Wonder Woman Dead Earth is so good, it's back issues once this freaking thing is done. Like, when this issue comes out, I'm going to meet the team and we're going to do that book. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm like, this is too good. This is something that you picked up. Yeah. And you've just been so overwhelmed. I'm like, can I read it, please? Because I read the first issue and then I was like, okay, I have to finish this. Yeah, so that was that. I'm sorry. Do that you want to? Do you want to take over? No, no, you... it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, Daniel Warren Johnson. He's great. Like and like seriously, what a nice guy. What a nice. I didn't guy. remember meeting him. Did you? I only did. You meet him. I only. I met him. I met him. Because um, what did he work on that you really on, dug? Well, all right. So a lot of people know him from Murder Falcon because it came after. I knew him from Extremity. Yes. And, I, and he's done. Yeah. And like so, like I brought my Extremity like to him, and I. And we've, I've told the story before, but for those who haven't heard it already, um, I brought it to him for like for him to sign, and like I, I was, yeah, you get gushy, you yeah. know what I mean? Like so, like I was like whatever, and I was like, all right, I'm overwhelming him. I'm getting like, <laughs> time to go. Yep. What he did though is he had um a like exclusive variant cover printed just, or they had it printed for the con, yeah. and he signed it and gave a copy of it to me just yeah. because like I, because of I, how much you like, and like I felt bad nobody else was at his booth, and I was like that this is a crime, like yeah. this is a crime. Like nobody's here. Um, but now he's writing Wonder Woman, so like, yeah. it shows you that like, telling the stories you want to tell in the way you want to tell them can work out, and right. like, you can move on to new things. So, like, yeah. it's awesome. So anyway, he, he, <laughs> he did the 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 Batman 
is a monster truck story in uh, yeah no he did and he and it was fun like mm-hmm. you know and it looks great yep um i also wanted to throw this out there because i can't believe it's coming out i it, it says it's pending but it might actually be coming out this week it's on the list so don't, but don't quote me on it uh it's spider-man number one from todd mcfarlane it's a facsimile edition uh they like to make these where it's like here's the book as it came out in 1991 as it was with the ads and everything i think that's a perfect facsimile except for the fact that it says facsimile edition on the top um i this book changed everything (laughs) and i think that is not hyperbole spider-man number one changed everything like it changed like because mcfarlane was drawing amazing spider-man at the time he invented venom during the amazing spider-man run but he was still limited by the restrictions that he felt were too limiting and too restrictive that kept him from being able to do what he wanted. Mm-hmm. Without Spider-Man number one, you don't get Spawn. You don't get McFarlane being true McFarlane. Mm-hmm. You get Michelinie giving McFarlane what to do. You give other writers being like, do this, do that. And working with him the way that they worked with every other artist. And McFarlane, of course, as we know, is a singular artist who's done very different work. Now, that being said, I don't think McFarlane deserves special treatment just because he had a vision. Uh, but uh, because of his superstardom and because of the way he, the clout that he earned, and this is something that all artists and writers should be able to do. Uh, they, you know, who have the clout, like use it because when else are you going to be able to leverage it? He leveraged a Spider-Man. He's like, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. And they're like, what if we gave you your own book where you just did whatever you wanted to do? And then he did. And then they told him, okay, we well, can't do it anymore. There's no way that works. Mm-hmm. This book looks amazing. It still looks amazing. Like it's so good looking. And it's, and it's not like it's a triumphant anatomy or like panel layout or story. What's the story? A, a, a voodoo witch turns the lizard into a murderer so that we could have like a slasher movie in a Spider-Man book. Right. It is so demonstrably not Spider-Man. Spider-Man doesn't even win at the end. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> like he is attacked by the lizard. He falls in garbage and then he runs away. That's oh. what happens in the whole arc. Oh. That's torment. That's the Danny Catch. Yeah, that's, that's that's what. Yeah, what if Spider-Man Ghost Rider read torment? But like, it is <laughs> it is just so good looking. Like, no other book looked like that then, mm-hmm. and no other book has ever looked like that. There you go. They've ne- Spider-Man has never looked like that ever before or ever will again. That's because Todd. Because of Todd. Yeah. I don't even know if Todd could give us this again. Don't say that too loud. I want to see it. Listen. I dare you, Todd, <laughs> to do a Spider-Man Spawn crossover with Venom and the Violator in it. But they're that competitors. Looks... No, no, no. If he did it himself. That's true. And he has said on record that he would do it if he got to write and draw it. Marvel and, Marvel and Image doing a Spider-Man maybe Spawn crossover. Maybe this is a crossover. test. Yeah, maybe it is like a test. Like if this sells well, they'll pursue that. Yeah, they'll call him. The, it, this would have to sell quite yeah. a bit because I bet Todd, Todd is, I'm sure, commands a good number. I have no doubt. Because he knows. Yeah, he knows. He knows, he knows what each can charge. Uh, but yeah, it. I've never seen anything look like this before. And uh, I don't think I ever will again. But I'd like to see it. I'd like to see him try it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check it out. Anyway. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm just giving you a heads up that Excalibur number 11 is coming out. Um, just as a heads up. Because I think 12... 12? I think issue 12 is part of the Ten of Swords kickoff. Oh, that's I remember you saying that. I think it's yeah, 12. 12 and 13 or something like that. Yeah. So you probably don't necessarily need to re- like read this, but like this, like if you picked up that free comic book day edition, which by the way, I noticed that the the like physicals are in the stores, and then like a couple weeks later, they are up digitally on Comixology. For free. For free. 
Um, but like, if you were like reading that and you're unfamiliar with Saturnine and like, she's a character, she's a character not invented for this. She is a character with a long history involving Captain Britain, but like she is in Excalibur. And so like, if you just wanted a little background, that might be something you want to check out, but you maybe don't have to, but just as a heads up. Um, so yeah, Excalibur number 11 is coming out. Um, staying along that, like... Sword and sorcery. Sword and sorcery. King Arthur, like, topic. Um, Once in Future number 10 is going to be coming out. Uh, written by Kieran Gillen with art by Dan Mora. Um, I love this book. Right. That's all I have to say. It's undisputedly yeah. great. Um, also, Empire X-Men number four is coming out. Well, this, that just came out this past week. I know. Um, this is going to be the return to Jonathan Hickman writing this book um, with uh, art by Jorge Molina. Mm. Um, so I'm going to pick it up. It's up to you. Yeah. But this will be the last for the X-Men tie-in. Yep. Um, into Empire. So again, I, I it, is, it turned out to be a zombie story. So like, I'm happy. Yeah. Question mark. Um, for you Hickman fans who can't get enough, but are like, I don't want to read X-Men right now. Decorum number four, um, will be coming out. It's uh, an image book. Um, same like treatment with like, you know, using graphic design and kind of info dump pages, but with like a futuristic story with like, there's a lot going on, but like, um, stunning looking book for sure. And like, it's a it's Hickman being Hickman and like doing all kinds of crazy stuff. So, you know, that's up to you, but I just wanted to put it on your radar. Yeah. If you're looking for more Hickman. decorum, decorum by image. Um, also, Hey, remember Conan? Um, Conan had a, uh, has a bunch of books and we haven't seen him in a while, except for in Savage Avengers when he yep. like teamed up in that empire tie-in also just in Savage Avengers, but he teamed up in that empire tie-in, um, with Venom. Yeah. Um, this is Conan battle for the serpent crown. Number four written by Saladin Ahmed with art by Luke Ross. Um, this has nothing to do with anything that's going on right now, especially because the fact that like Conan is currently in this book on Wakanda. Oh, and that's not where he was in the tie-ins for no. Empire. <laughs> so uh, this takes place nebulously whenever. Um, and it's just kind of Conan going through the Marvel universe on a quest. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with it. It's Conan like tying into that whole, like, you know, thief mentality sure. of his character. That's cool. Luke Ross is drawing it. That's neat. Yeah. I like Luke Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also we mentioned it earlier, but we want to give oh, a yeah. shout out to, again, to Rye. Uh, Rye number six is going to be coming out from Valiant Comics. Um, written by Dan Abnett with art by Juan Jose Rip. Rip. I'm not sure how to pronounce that last Rip. name. Um, it's Dan Abnett, guys. Come on. Yeah. Uh, if you are in any way interested in like trying out the Valiant Universe, if you're in any way like interested in like Rai as a character or yeah. just like go like, hey, you look kind of neat. Um, it's only six issues. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a good price, and like it's by Dan Abnett, and it's yeah. like, and there's a it, you don't need any context. No, it's true, and like honestly, since we know that a lot of books are not going to be extended by DC, and like some books from Marvel are also being canceled. Doctor Strange, looking at you, uh -huh. Ghost Rider, <laughs> um, and maybe these are titles you were picking up, and you have a little spare scratch. Now's a great time to start looking at beyond the big two and like start looking at like a valiant an image a boom yes. and see if there's something else there you might want to jump on something that maybe you've heard of that like you're interested in, in like grabbing some stuff right um digitally a lot of these imprints have sales or have reduced costs for issues yep. so like it's not always hard to catch up but yeah. like take advantage of this time if if you have the means to do so precisely 
Uh, Heartless Fang says, <laughs> speaking of Dark Phoenix Saga, I think it is my favorite back issues title card because of Tiffany's face as Sal's holding her. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we, we thought that was funny. I remember that because I was so not aware that that was going to happen that day. Mm-hmm. And like you guys were like, come here. Yeah. <clears throat> like I was in the other room and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, we're doing the thing. I wish you'd been on that episode. <laughs> I was so stupid not to do that. Um, That's okay. The back then the couch was a little smaller. It was much smaller. It was and like the do. guys didn't like being squished. No. Now that I'm on. <laughs> well, there's like th- that couch has a little more room. Yeah. The current couch. Uh, Radical Radish, that Dead Earth announcement made my day. Good Aww, to hear. Thank you yeah. very much. Uh, yeah, man, I can't believe it. Uh, Mr. Supertastic, it's fun to see Sal so excited for a Wonder Woman story with Dead Earth. Now I have to find it and buy it. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, this was very much. And like you, it was thanks to your recommendation. You were like Daniel Warren Johnson, Wonder Woman. And you just bought it instinctively. And I was yeah, like, I was like, oh. it's Daniel Warren Johnson. Right. Yeah. Gonna grab it. Yeah. Uh and Mr. Supertastic, would Ethan be a doomsday clock back issues? Uh I love it, but him being that so much emotionally more invested in Watchmen than DC seems like it would make for some really interesting viewpoint, even if it is more criticism. I think it was beyond. Oh, beyond it. Oh yeah, Ethan's in it. No, no, we're gonna do that. Like Ethan will definitely be on that episode because yeah. I want to see Ethan's reaction to it. And I've actually kept him from learning anything about doomsday clock because i want to know yeah we've danced around many a question yeah he he does not he he has no faith in that book no. at all so and like, i would like to see i'm, I'm with thinks. you on that i've read that book and i almost just want to be there just to just to see just to see it i could also help back you up a little bit there's a nice. lot of content there's a lot book. of that book. there's a lot yeah i don't know I, I will have to see there are very specific things i remember and there are very there are other things that i'm like mm, i i don't really remember how mm-hmm. we got from here to here yeah and it's it's it, yeah yeah there's a lot it's a lot um, so yeah, uh, that's it. We want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Listen, if you want to watch somebody play video games and be cool, go to twitch.tv slash comic pop and watch Tiffany play, uh, ghosts of uh, Tashima, which is uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. It's just ghost. I'm the ghost. ghost. Yeah. It's a singular. I'm the ghost. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, you're the ghost. I'm not really dead. I'm not a ghost, oh. but like, you know, some folk think I did die. Right. And also I'm See, like, I thought you were a ghost. No, I'm like employing like also like some ninja tactics, even though I'm a samurai and that really mm. goes against the code of the samurai. So they're going to ghost you after no, it's all over. No, but like I'm embracing that and like I'm trying to rally the, the troops essentially to take back the island. Awesome. It awesome. is very awesome. And while Sal said that I can provide you with playing video games and being cool, I can provide the playing of video games. Yeah, we'll see. The cool, the cool is... You'll have to follow and, uh, and 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 watch to find out. Yeah, no, for sure. At the very least, there's more. There's a hundred percent chance yeah, there, of more cats than Twitch, this show. There is not. Yes, that's true. We start every stream off with a cat video, and sometimes they show up. Yeah, that's true. Uh, if you also want to help us out, the best way to do so is just to subscribe. If you like this video, liking it helps it and, and gives you more recommendations of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you subscribe, more chances you'll see what we come out with. Uh, we have many different shows. Subscribe to the channel, click the bell for notifications to know when we're putting out stuff, which is usually Monday through Friday. Or, yeah, Monday through Wednesday, Thursday. That's usually <laughs> yeah, sometimes Friday, but uh, it's pretty much Monday through Wednesday. You never know. Uh, but check that out, uh, you know, and, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, uh, again... If you dig uh, Bloodshot or you're like, I don't know what that is, click the video uh, that I put into the chat right now and you can check out uh, a little video that we made for Valiant called Who is Bloodshot? Tells you who that character is and what they're all about. And I think it's like two minutes. So yeah. it's like not a time crunch for you. It's worth it. Uh, check it out. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll see you guys next week with an all new episode. I am Sal. <laughs> and I'm So long, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.